the the certificate the uh, the the bond certificates could also be acquired uh, for fifteen uh, percent down, and then the rest due over two installments paid on uh, January seventeenth, eighteen twenty three, yeah. and February fourteenth, eighteen. I got a similar deal um, with Western Sky Financial, except it was <laughs> it was fifteen percent up front, and then ninety eight percent. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. Aha. And Ryan. Now COVID-free. Dude, listen, I don't know what god I pissed off to get flu back-to-back with COVID, but I'm very glad I'm on the other side of both of those now, because I feel like I'll be invincible for a little while. Yeah, so we just got over it over here, like we were talking about last time, and, uh... I looked it up, and so apparently you do have super immunity for a, a few months, but it's negligible. Let's go. So, so in other words, like you're <laughs> the odds, super immunity, <laughs> and it's only if you're it's only if you're vaccinated. So like if you're you're vaccinated, so now you have like yeah, you pretty much have a COVID shield, but you should still take precautions. Uh, All I know. heard was COVID shield. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> COVID shield. All right. Um, also, did you guys know if you Google? Uh, Gregor Conor McGregor that he literally comes up as con artist oh yeah yeah he's a swindler yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> um, <laughs> I didn't realize that last even, time well, well last time we talked about some of his early cons now we're going to talk about his uh, most famous con this week as we get into part two of did Gregor I, McGregor did I uh, did I recommend this guy I feel like I did like a few years ago you might have you might have recommended him yeah but I was I was looking for episodes like to do and i was like we need something light i'm like i'm gonna look up scams and i was looking up <laughs> i was looking up different scams and then this came up and i was like i was like this is pretty good because like we should have done the iraqi dinar scam should have done what's still cox, going ho- the cox high speed internet scam <laughs> oh, God, please don't get me riled up again Jesus Christ. please don't there, get me riled up about fucking cox because there's there's some that are like the, the south sea uh trading company which is which was like sort of like a, a contemporary before this scam that happened. That was that was essentially a company that the British had set up for the to like make money off the slave trade. Mm-hmm. But the problem was was that when they like finally like made this company, the Atlantic like, slave trade. Yeah, the Atlantic slave trade. It was like right after they created this company and like the seven in the late seventeen hundreds, they like they like banned slavery. So by the time that the company was actually going up and it would have actually like profited like the East India Company, like slavery had been abolished and like the the British Navy was like actively like attacking like slave ships and stuff. So guys, guys, I have this great idea right now. I just came up with it. It's a disc that we write on with a laser and we put stuff on it, like movies, uh, music. Ryan, we call it a laser. Ryan, yeah. You're going to want to check that weed for fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're falling asleep. Uh, but it but it was essentially... Became, discs. <laughs> but But the South Sea uh, company uh, sort of became like one of those companies that like people are just like the stock's inflating and people are buying stock in it, but it's not really like producing anything. Right. Like so, Tesla? So, yeah. Tesla, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tesla. <laughs> except the uh except I don't think you could get a caravel from the uh South Seas trading company that would like blow up on you. 
That's um, true. Can I, it just catches fire. I bet you the, the leader of the South Seas Trading Company had way more than nine kids, too. Can I yeah. buy a boat from the South Seas Trading Company with Dogecoin, though? Check and mate. That's a good point, actually. You know, that's that's one in crypto's favor, you know? Yeah, it, okay, so I don't even... Hang on, I'm going to actually... While we're sitting here right now... Uh, Let's see, how much is Dogecoin worth right this second? <laughs> you typing, oh, you're typing that into Metacrawler? I want to say under a dollar. It's it's seven cents right now. That's pretty high, actually, for That's Dogecoin. <laughs> seven cents. Dogecoin was a percentage of a cent for a very long time, so that's pretty high. Good lord. That's just... Good. So to give a, a recap on uh, Gregor McGregor Recrap. A recrap. <laughs> is that originally um, he himself is is of a um, somewhat middle class um, Scottish background. Um, he would often though claim that he was the, the head of his clan, that he was a baron. Um, and then he would eventually, his first wife uh, was the daughter of an admiral and he sort of marries into money. Um, is in the British army during the Napoleonic Wars, doesn't really see much. Uh, but because the unit he's in uh, becomes famous, he, he sort of uh, mooches off of that. You know, he steals valor. And then he tries to get into high society. He's unable to do such. So upon hearing about the revolutions that are going on in South America, he decides to go down there and sort of enlist in the uh, the rebel armies that are down there. And eventually he comes to marry into the family of Simone Bolivar, the, the sort of like George Washington of Venezuela and the region. Mm-hmm. Um, he does gain a claim. He, he does do some um, sort of like a, a daring escape where he's able to get most of the rebel forces away um, from the Spanish forces in time um, through like sort of like a desperate chase. And that sort of gains him fame. But soon after that, um, he makes a failed invasion of the town of Portobello. Um, and this is it, where he runs away and leaves his Yes, yeah, so this is where he runs away. And he, he'd sort of been doing that up to this point, that he was like, that he stole a ship from one of the people he was working with. Like, he, the guy was sick, and then he just, like, <laughs> ran off with the ship and then sold it. What's hey, you're, you're not feeling well? You're not feeling... Yeah, hey, do listen, you mind if I borrow the, your car? Let me, <laughs> let me get the keys to the boat real quick. Listen, <laughs> let me, I'm, I'm just I'm going to swing it around the block. I'm going to take it over to Pierre's, have him take a look at it. But if, if you're what, not feeling well, let me... I'm going to bring it back, gassed up, and washed. <laughs> all right? <laughs> I swear I'm gonna to have God. him knock all the barnacles off the bottom of it. The thing's gonna sound like you the cream me. cheese you put on your bagel in the morning. Smooth, I'm Gregor MacGregor. I have the same first and last name. Almost, you should trust me. <laughs> Who are you gonna trust, bro? Yeah, who's your boy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gregor, where's me boat? <laughs> his his first. So here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> About your boat. Listen, here's the thing. Uh. So I don't know. I don't know how it's in a boat. Long story yeah, short. Gre- Gregor, Gregor McGregor has a lot of like that that scene in Blues Brothers where he has to like he has to like beg Carrie Fisher not to kill him like by leaving the wedding. But it's like that like about something that happens like every other month. God damn it! Oh, uh, this guy's hilarious. But uh, during his first failed uh, attempt at taking the city, um, he leaves his men behind, as mentioned, and one of them is a. Uh, a William Rafter, who's one of his commanders, and, and William Rafter, along with the other um, officers, are all killed by the Spanish when they attempt to escape. Um, soon after this, uh, William's brother, uh, Michael, joins up with them, 
Um, they make a failed attempt again at, at sort of taking the city, which they do easily, um, but they don't hold on to it. And soon after this, uh, Michael Rafter writes an account of McGregor's adventures called The Memoirs of Gregor uh, McGregor, um, and he dedicates it to his brother. Michael and, and Rafter? Sort of, Killer Mike? Yeah. <laughs> the one in the same. His last name is Render. It's, clo- it's same close. Killer Mike would be the rapper Bernie. The same Killer Mike, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got a new and, album coming out, new solo album. Check that shit out. And, and the book he writes is essentially a, a hit piece on um, Gregor McGregor, essentially detailing like all the terrible shit that Gregor McGregor has done uh, throughout his career. Like is what, it a hit Steve? Piece or is it a biography? What did you know he do I mean? that was so bad, Steve? No, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Let's no, be honest he here, right? It a hit piece, right? Is it a hit piece or is it just the the, no, the, the piece the man who was, sucked? The piece was a hit. <laughs> Caveat emptor. Um, unfortunately, it's not as much of a hit as it could be. Um, and McGregor is also on the outs because he's sort of been banished from uh, Venezuela. Bolivar has told him that if he shows up in Venezuela, he's going to be uh, hung for treason um, due to his actions. Right. And he's also wanted within the British Caribbean uh, for stealing a, a ship from a British subject. Um, well, let's let's it. go over this again. There's nothing wrong with being banned from Venezuela. This is right? just the signs of a successful business <laughs> yes. plan. You know, you you're not gonna. Yeah, exactly. You gotta break a few legs, right? You're not gonna have these controversies unless you're a good guy. You know, next you're gonna be saying, you know, he's gonna have like accusations of sexual impropriety. You know, anytime a rich, no. successful man comes around, you know, these people are gonna be Look. tearing him down. Yeah, some some women just don't respect the game. You know, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was a great man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be like all those like insane uh. Elon Musk stands talking about like the fact that he had an affair with an executive at his company and they had children they're just like this isn't news why why are we talking about this this isn't important but i'll say it's all men too it's I, my, dude everything's 20 like something year old yeah dude. i haven't heard a single woman, woman. Like, that's okay i've never i would have a problem with that it's a bunch of fucking virgin you know why that's male things. privilege men have nothing to fear from elon musk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. women should be wary women have to unfortunately because women are oppressed they have and they're you know ultimately subject to more dangers than we are in society they have to be wary you know so you're gonna be wary of a fucking elon musk lego blockchain looking motherfucker Uh, can you imagine having to be wary of that shit it's weird i read something earlier i don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or not that like most of his kids are are in vitro fertilizations oh oh yeah they're all like that that's why he has so many kids because he just shoot blanks or well, well, I, I, he obviously doesn't because he's had uh, he had a child the regular way with Grimes and then right X X V I six five four L X yeah and then they and then they had a surrogate child which I'm assuming was using his sperm because um, because we don't know a lot about that because remember she didn't like reveal the baby until like someone was interviewing her and she's like I have to take care of the baby and they're like what the fuck are you talking about baby. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact that he also had the twins. With that, with that executive, like I, I don't think he was planning on, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, having having children with her because he because he doesn't want to like he doesn't want the children to have his Steve, name. Steve, I don't think he was planning on having children with any of these women. So, well, well, with the IFE one, I guess is, yeah, like, IVF, yeah, yeah, IVF, yeah, yeah, you have to at least want those. That's true. My bad. 
That that's Mike why he has so like, many. He's 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 God. He's full of plastic surgery, hair plugs. He's five foot eight, and he's he talks like a like a. He's Gregor he McGregor. Like a shitty Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah. The, we'll see who cancels who, you sons of bitches. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> nauseous. That rules? Have to what be rules, like you sons of bitches? Walking on eggshells around him. That that, that makes me nauseous. Because, like, bro, he's a fucking twerp. Up he yours, woke swirling. moralists. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally it, he literally the way he talks Come along, Miss it's piggy. it sounds like a right it sounds like a like a conservative leaning uh Dr. Zeus book, you know. Up yeah. yours woke moralist. We'll see who cancels who. Who? The funniest one I read was like Ooh. that little part was like Jordan Peterson sounds like an ex- extremely aggressive like FOV cutscene from a Red Alert game. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the 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 fucking memes that came out from his his really poor try at threatening people. So I was telling Steve, like, the, a test of how influential or powerful you are is how, like, limp dick your threats are, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. nobody took anything he said seriously, and he just became a joke instantly. It's not like there's, like, some side that's going, yeah, I made my bed this morning, Jordan Peterson's out there fighting the good fight. No, he looks like that's a dork he on Twitter. A He's that a joke. He can't open his mouth. The man needs being a joke. The man can't take his own advice. He's addicted to drugs. He's got a daughter who's a fucking lunatic. He's, he's oh, but com- no, but I'm intellectual. Nah, I, he's I, he was never intellectual. He, In fact, he, I, I agree. Uh, the the great pessimist Art Arthur Schopenhauer said that you should go to the source, right? And all Jordan Peterson is is like a Carl Sagan, but with like di- intellectually dishonest. You know, like he takes these like. Uh, philosophers and people like Carl Jung and things like that who might have some value to them and regurgitates them but he doesn't make any fucking sense and then you're like oh so then you end up with a, a guy on Twitter going up yours woke moralists you know and it's like yeah. I thought you were some like high power Jungian philosopher you don't have no. your shit together yeah. at all you know what some- I mean very beta move. You can't stay yeah, in def- frame. Bro. Definitely the <laughs> definitely the type of person that has like an avatar on Twitter that has like the glowing red eyes. I, I exactly, yeah, dude. I used to work with a guy who was telling Wait, me Hassan? like about Hassan the Hunt. Yeah, Hassan the Hunt. <laughs> I, there was no, a guy I worked with. I think does have glowing red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get me to read uh, Twelve Rules for Life, and I was like, "Why don't you just do this? Why don't you just take the actual philosophers he's referencing and read those?" Like. Why, well, why he breaks why it down, bro. He does not, though. He he yeah, doesn't no. distill. He's like no. a he's like a Christian apologist person, like where they just pick and choose what what comes out of the Bible. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's it, that's all yeah. he is. He's just using what fits his narrative. He's not special in any fucking way. Is he intelligent? Sure. Is he an asshole? Yes. You know what I mean? It's well, ridiculous. He deserves it. He deserves it. Oh, yeah, he's he, he has it. he has every bit of what's coming down the pike coming to him. My favorite stories are the ones at the uh, University of Toronto where he was a professor of the uh, trans kids would go to his uh, office and put a bunch of super glue in the locks. <laughs> so yeah. the maintenance people constantly had to go change his And locks. I still hold the trans <laughs> stuff that, like, while that stuff's horrible, like, that's the least of the problems with this guy. He is, at his at his core, intellectually dishonest, in my opinion. Yeah. At his core, he's intellectually yeah, dishonest. Yeah, but, but also, too, it's like, that's what made him, like, nice famous. Too. That's what he used to piggyback and to to get like an audience just like a lot of them did rogan did it um he rogan already had an audience he just like tripled his audience yep yeah it's unfortunate it's just really Um, bad mcgregor though he has nowhere really to go punch up people 
in the region um, within like sort of South and Central America. So, so where he is he living then? So he ends up going to what is modern day uh, Honduras and living in an area which was called the Mosquito Coast. Uh, the Mosquito Coast there, he sort of like hangs around in the court of a guy named King uh, George Frederick Augustus, um, who's sort of the leader of this uh, sort of like unrecognized kingdom. Like the British kind of do recognize it, but eventually it gets like subsumed into Honduras by the end of like the 19th century. Okay. Um, the 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 mosquito people, as they're called, they're descendants of um, of like of slaves who were from ships that got shipwrecked because nobody really lives in the area. Because of, of all the mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it was like love bugs. They just they just sailed the ship into a cloud, and then the slavers. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> people sleep on the mosquitoes. Like down here in Florida, like uh, my father in law tells me these stories where like. And I've looked this up, so at least anecdotally, it's it, it tracks that, like, cows, fucking oh, yeah. cows would die yeah. because so many mosquitoes were biting them that they would just, they couldn't, they couldn't even get yeah, out of it's, the fog. It's, it's bad in, like, some in like He some watched areas. it happen. And that was yeah, Orlando. Was yeah, that was Orlando. Like, if you think mosquitoes are bad at any point in Orlando. Yeah, but that was, that was also Orlando and, like... That was Orlando like, when it was just like six families and farms, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, ni- so like nineteen eighty. So they're <laughs> so they're so they're the descendants of of shipwrecked slaves and also um, local indigenous people, um, and and they also um, sort of hate the Spanish. Um, so the uh, so the British are sort of like they're they're supportive of them. They trade with them, and they also sort of recognize their 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 chieftains as. Um, self-styled kings. Now, hating so, hating the Spanish—that's just like a gimme, right? Like they just—they're yeah, sitting down, checking off. Like they're writing down the list of who they are, and they're like, "Do we hate the Spanish? Yeah, yeah. let's go with it. Yeah. Let's go with Fuck it." Them. Fuck them. Well, they—they they, they had like a—they had like a thing where it was like, "All right, we hate lisps." Look, do we hate the Spanish? It's like, listen, Castilian. Or Caribbeans. <laughs> are we talking about New Jersey 9th to 20th century high school Spanish? Or are we talking about Spanish? Are we talking about the In list of Cholos? Which one? Cholos, yeah. These hey, are Holmes. like very, very, very fancy lads and like. Uh, blood in, blood out. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick though, uh, our our boy Gregor Conor McGregor is hanging out on the Mosquito Coast. Is that where he's at right now? Kind of like yes, he's he's hanging out at a place called uh, Cape Gracias a Dios, uh, which Cape is Gracias a Dios. Yeah, <laughs> thank I'm you, goodbye. <laughs> Can't no, thank you, it's, goodbye. <laughs> no, it's the it's the the Cape of a th- it's like thank God. Yeah, the like, Cape of like. God. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Cape Gracias. Adios. Cape gracias a Dios. Or Cabo, excuse me. Cabo gracias a Dios. Yeah. So the Cape of Thank God. Uh, if you look at it uh, on Google Maps, it's um, the far east tip of Honduras where it's like yeah, it's, Nicaragua meets. It's, it's essentially like an uninhabitable portion of the area, which is sort of like why these, um, the, this sort of like uh, mix of uh, slave and indigenous uh, people descendants are able to sort of like live there and like the, have like a chieftain who calls himself the king of the area mm. because largely these these self-styled kings they, they claim they control large portions of the the region that they don't actually have like an official claim to that yeah. they can't really like back up they're just like why well, own I own this land here and all of this um, and the British just sort of like humor them because it obstructs like Spain's claims in the region so you have to remember like uh 
Britain like mostly has its Caribbean possessions, but it also has places like Guyana uh, further south. Um, so sort of like keeping the Spanish um, like sort of trying to break up their control as much as they can is in their best interest. Okay. Huh. Um, and the um, and so there there is a British settlement um, on the coast around um, what is uh, today the the Rio Seco, uh, which is then called the Black River. Um, but um, a, a lot of it had been evacuated by uh, 1786. Um, so by by the 1820s, the only things that are really Why? in the region. Why had it been uh, evacuated? Because there was a um, because there was like a, a minor uh, war between uh, Spain and and England okay. Um, that, okay. that sort of tied into the uh, Revolutionary War. Okay. Okay, that makes hmm. sense. Okay. Um. So by the time we're talking about in the 1820s. Um, within the region, there's only really uh, the the sort of like Mosquito Coast or Mosquito Kingdom, um, the the sort of like the remnants of this like former British uh, settlement um, that by that time is really just like a, a cemetery that's become grown over. Yeah. Um, but on um, that's where we're we- heading as a former British settlement. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Well, I'll see you boys there. <laughs> on- well, do you see the name of the new variant? Centaurus. <laughs> we're, we're we're just fucked. COVID Centaurus, Omicron Centaurus, I think is what it's called. I really like that game, though. I didn't really like the uh, the the new sort of like sequel they made. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about COVID? Because I hate the sequel. I didn't like the no, first was, game either. <laughs> I was talking about uh, Alpha Centaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lie. I like the sequels to COVID more than I like the OG COVID because yeah, these clapping bitches. At yeah, least the sequels are at least a little bit. You nicer. know, I I warned la- last episode that the Who came out and said that you know that the more times you successfully uh, successively get it, that the more of a chance you have for long COVID. But um, there's also like the stroke risk and all that stuff. But a lot of those studies are based on the first two variants. So we actually don't know what long-term Omicron does, but so far it seems to be substantially weakened, which is great, and hopefully it continues that way. Um, so on April 29th, 1820, um, uh, uh, King Augustus, he signs a document uh, that gives Gre- uh, McGregor and his heirs um, a-, a large swath of territory within the Mosquito Coast, um, around 8 million acres um, the equivalent of uh, 12,500 square miles of territory um, um, in exchange for uh, rum and jewelry. Where And where is he getting this land? Uh, from the from the king. Because remember, the king is saying, like, we, we control this region of, like, Honduras. Or what yeah, is okay, modern-day Honduras? That's what I meant. It was, like, where, where he was getting the land. Was Honduras? Okay. Yeah. It's sort of, like, the area that he claims to control. He, he's giving McGregor um, this large swath of land. Um, which which is about the equivalent of like whales in terms of um, size. Ooh, uh, okay. Uh, so while while it is nice looking, it, it is like sort of like a tropical area. It's not um, a big. That's not a big land like the size of just a whale. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Talking? Good joke. Are we Dad. talking right sperm uh, blue whale? <laughs> he said sperm. Um, god damn it. <laughs> oh my god. But but the area that he buys is not really suitable for sort of any sort of agriculture, either like uh like crop agriculture or or livestock agriculture. Um 
and the the area itself is a a triangle that covers um, sort of like the an area around um, Cape Gracias a Dios, uh, Cape uh, Cameron, and and also the uh, Black River's headwaters around the area where the former uh, British settlement was. Um, mm-hmm. McGregor refers to this area as uh, uh, Poyes. Um, and then um, he names it after the after the native of the uh, the highlands um, around the area of the Black River's uh, source, um, who are the uh, Paya or uh, Poyer people. Today they're called the uh, Peck. Okay. Um, so around eighteen um, around the middle of eighteen twenty one, McGregor uh, sort of appears in London and he keeps calling himself the uh, the Kazike of uh, Poyes. The king um, of the Morlocks. It, well, Kazuke means like uh, it, it. It sort of means like prince. Um, it, it's sort of like a, a Spanish American word uh, for like a native uh, chief. Okay. Um, but but he sort of uses it as, as like this like sort of the equivalent of like a prince. Man, does it not sound like a Spanish word? <laughs> you know, it sounds like you're speaking. Uh, it sounds like you're speaking um, like Japanese almost. Why well, is Kazuke? Well, well, I think it. I think it's like sort of like a like a Spanish way of pronouncing like a native word because it's it's probably uh, like okay. they ran they ran into some guy and he was a chief. And I'm then definitely they, biting off that the Tom Segura bit where he said that he stays in a lot of hotels and that at least half a dozen times somebody's asked him if he's Japanese because his last name is Segura. Oh my <laughs> Which is god! Just hilarious. Meanwhile, here he is, a fluent-speaking Spanish guy. He is super um, Spanish. Yeah, like he speaks perfect Spanish. But um, he claims um, to the people he's telling about uh, Poyes that the that the um, self-styled um, nation um, and that the the title were bestowed upon him by the Mosquito King. Um, but in reality, these are all things that he's invented himself. I was going to say that sounds made up. Uh, don't worry, guys. I got credit from the Mosquito King himself. <laughs> <laughs> I got it written down right here on the scroll. Look at this. It's on a sleeve of paper. Um, and, and even blood. <laughs> and, and even though uh, Rafter has written his book that, that sort of defames uh, McGregor, um, most of London society is really unaware of McGregor's failures over the last couple of years, um, and they only remember him from his like successful march. Um, the one thing he did, and and also his association. Uh, with the 57th foot from the Napoleonic Wars. Um, and um, so they, they're they sort of giving him the benefit of the doubt, and they, they're sort of treating him as a hero. Well. Um, and, and also, too, you have to remember, politically, within South America, um, it, it's very turbulent there at this time, because, you know, the Spanish are still trying to keep control of South America, um, and all these new sort of revolutionary republics and, and kingdoms are sort of popping up and and it sort of seems plausible that a, a new like nation could pop up like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, it, it's written of him um, that uh, McGregor became, quote-unquote, a great adornment for the dinner tables and ballrooms of sophisticated London um, and that um, that there were also rumors that he was partially descended from indigenous royalty. Um, Lies. <laughs> remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. Yeah. And and a lot of and, and you know a lot of the high society like before they they find this very interesting because you know they're just sitting in London 
like like getting consumption or whatever and reading the reading the local like uh newspaper <laughs> yeah yeah um so having this guy come and like tell them of all these adventures to people who've probably never gone like who probably never even left like their their borough or, or area of like london um are, are probably like are like um entranced by him mm-hmm. um and then um he also uh brings his wife who he dubs the uh, the princess of Puyas, um, and she had also um, she had also given birth to a daughter, uh, Josepha Anna Gregoria, um, in in Ireland at McGregor's uh, sister's home. Okay. Um, and and eventually too, um, the the McGregors they receive a lot of uh, invitations to like high society functions, um, and they even receive one to an official reception. Um, uh, at the Guildhall, which is like one of the major venues at London at that time, from the Lord Mayor of London. Um, McGregor sort of says that the reason why he's in London is that he has been invited for uh, King George the Fourth's coronation on behalf of the uh, the Poyer people, um, and to seek investment in immigrants to uh, Poyers. Okay. Um, he claims that um, he claimed that the that Poyes has a, a democratic system of government with a basic civil service and military, um, and um, he also has um, a, a copy of what he showed what he claims is a printed proclamation that had been issued to the Poyers on April thirteenth, um, eighteen twenty one, that there had been an eighteen twenty land grant, um, and that um, that people from Europe were to be invited in order to be um, investors and colonists, uh, to be quote-unquote religious and moral instructors and persons to guide and assist um, the Poyers, um, and that um, and that uh, Brigadier General George Woodbine to be the vice Kazik uh, during his absence. This uh, just sounds like horseshit. Because remember, cause remember uh, uh, Woodbine is his... Uh, is sort of the ship captain he falls in with who gives him the idea to like right. to like go and and become right. like a, a general. Um, right. So so he's sort of like his like partner in crime. His um, like what's his face from from Saul Goodman, um, the the big guy. Uh, I've never watched Better Call Saul. Uh, it's like Hoyle or something like that. Who Steve? The Better the Call big Saul? guy. What big guy? On, on like Better Call Saul. The yeah, main, the main guy. No, no, like the like physically like big physically guy. It's like large. Hoyle or uh, whatever his name is. Oh, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. Why. But, but he's the one that like like picks the locks and like got him the uh, the the car door. Uh... Oh, you're talking about Hugh. Uh, yeah, Hugh. Yeah. yeah. Huel. Yeah, Huel. Yeah, that's it's it. Huel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's his Huel. Huel Babineau. Yeah. Um. The the document God, we took so long to get there. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, there it comes back on this week. I think it's this Tuesday, and yeah. I've been I've been Monday, trying to ignore yeah, it. Tuesday yeah. on streaming, but yeah. Um, I, don't know, I, may do- go, I may go steal someone's cable next door to watch it. The the, uh, the document proclaimed Poyers. Um, I now bid you farewell for a while. I trust that through the kindness of Almighty Providence. I shall be again and able to return amongst you, and then it will be my pleasing duty to hail you as affectionate friends and yours to receive me as your faithful Kazik and father. Um, 
and and there's no evidence that this like that this proclamation was ever even like shown to anybody in the Mosquito Coast. And this is just something he created like whole cloth while he was in London, and then introduced to people was like a past like proclamation that had been made. Right. Right. Um. McGregor goes about, which is, like, something he loves to do, because remember, when when he's sort of, like, not doing his job, he's, like, coming up with, like, his coat of arms and, like, the different, like, designing the medals are going to give out. Um, He devises the the government system of Poyace. It is a a tricameral parliament, um, and and he also, like, starts, like, writing up the constitution for uh, Poyace as well as their commercial and banking mechanisms, and also designing a a uniform for uh, the Poyasian military. Okay, let me ask you something. At this point, does he know that he's full of shit? Or does he (laughs) think that this is, like, a thing? Well, well, this is... I would would argue this is him, like, selling it, because, like, people would be like, well, if it's not real, why is there all this information? Like, Okay, so this is him just creating promotional, like, brochures. Yeah, he's... he's, Yeah, this is, like, the matte painting of, like... Of, of like okay. a family in front of like a valley or whatever. <laughs> like, okay, these are those assholes. Like a nineteen fifties billboard. Uh, yeah, it's this sold maps to the Oregon Trail. Okay, gotcha. Um, he came up with an honor system, uh, titles, and a coat of arms um, for the uh, um, for the um, for the country. The coat of arms is a um, it, it, like sort of like the the shield itself is supported by a a poyer, a, a representation of one of the indigenous people, and a, and a unicorn. Um, and also, he used the uh, the green cross flag that he had used for his Republican Florida. <laughs> I find it funny that he's using the green cross flag in Florida, like the medicinal marijuana flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so by uh, by the end of 1821, a Major William John Richardson um, was not only like fully accepting McGregor's um, sort of pitch, um, but but he also becomes an ally. Um, and and gives McGregor a um, an estate at at Oak Hall, uh, Wanstead to be the um, to be a British base uh, for the uh, Poyasian royal family. Mm. Now is he doing this because he believes? Oh yeah, he he believes. Or or is he saying, all right, I can make some money off this. I know you're full of shit. Let's do this. Why well, don't I don't think it's that because like the the whole like profit uh, margin hasn't really come in. Okay. Um, and, uh, McGregor for Richardson's trouble gives him the order of the green cross. Um, and he also commissioned him into the, uh, Poyasian, uh, Royal Regiment of Horse Guards and appointed him the, uh, charge affairs of the, uh, Poyasian legation at Downgate, uh, Downgate Hill, um, in London, which he, which was the, uh, like sort of like the, the ambassador for, uh, the Poyasians to, um, Great Britain. Okay. But this guy's like this guy's like that Chinese woman that they just caught her doing like a thousand years of Russian fake history and put into Wikipedia. Yeah, but but also like, scamming. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, totally scamming. Yeah, like, the, the, the amount of detail that that she went into to create an entire fucking storyline of bullshit. I mean, it's frankly amazing. Like, she could be a writer. Why are you doing? Scams well, they on all Wikipedia? no. The thing is, they are writers. Like these are creative people. Like that, it, it, they're one. Uh, redeeming quality is that they're incredibly like creative you know i mean, I mean i've been you can't like people are stupid dude but you can't scam them without having some like suavity you know what i mean like you need to you need to be pretty uh 
pretty smooth and well, have some creativity to be able to just scam a shitload of people like that. Every six months, I go on a very specific page on Wikipedia and I edit it ever so slightly. Every six <laughs> Chili cheese dogs. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what page it is. Eventually, I'll tell you guys. But I have it like in a little notepad, like what I do every six months, and I just kind of just put it in the back of my mind and I edit and I just fuck with it every six months. Have I told you and- the chicken salad story? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, my friend. Uh, I, I'll abbreviate here but my friend and uh his friend invented chicken salad um so what yeah so what happened was they were having a meeting and they were talking about the validity of wikipedia this was back in like the 2000s though so yeah it's it's more respectable now but um but yeah so they were saying yeah well they were having a meeting and everyone was going no it's totally valid and he goes actually it's not valid he goes they're going well what's your argument and he's like well i invented chicken salad and they're like, shut up. And he's like, go to the Wikipedia page. And they just said this whole blurb about how he invented chicken salad. And every month he would go on there and repeatedly change it so that it would say that he was the inventor of chicken salad, although it was uncredited. <laughs> and then about a year after, they, people would like reply and say, no, there's no way. Like it got invented at some deli in New York or something like that, right? But he he kept correcting it so much that it got around and was referenced in a bunch of articles his name <laughs> so the, to the point where when he started to change it people would go to verify and they'd see all these articles and it was like i guess he is the inventor and it stayed up there for years that's hysterical yeah it's bad man <laughs> like you gotta like you really gotta have some serious people on there or you can really fuck with it oh um, yeah even but, now uh, even now but uh richardson actually even delivered a letter um of credence uh to george the fourth uh, signed uh, uh, from, uh, quote-unquote, Gregor I, Sovereign Prince of the State of Puyas. Um, he he also had sovereign offices... Sovereign Prince of the State of Puyas. Why, look, if you're gonna steal valor, why don't you just fucking just put the cinder block on the accelerator and just say you're Emperor God King for life of Puyas? Well, that's that's a little too much, because in order to be an emperor, you have to rule over multiple peoples. Like, like different like ethnic and national like groups. Who the fuck cares? He doesn't. He's he's lying anyway. Who cares? Like, why did he stop at Prince? Well, well, yeah, but that's that's the thing. You gotta you gotta have. Is he a conservative liar? Is he just like doesn't want to go like too crazy with him? Well, well, well yeah, that, king, that's like that's like a good lie because when you, because uh, like when you make it like too fantastical to believe, like no one's gonna believe it. But if but if you make it like just believable enough. I always thought it was the like the, the more crazy and outlandish you make the lie, the more people are less likely to believe it, just because they're like, all right, whatever. Well, I would I would say if, like when you show up and you're like, I'm emperor of this place, or like whatever, and it's like one prince of the small, this this small place that you can actually invest in, they're like, what? Well, that, that sounds more believable. Because there are many emperors around in the 19th century. Uh, okay, yeah, fair. Um, so he sets up offices in London, um, Edinburgh, and Glasgow. Uh, to sell um, to sell like land certificates, um, which were initially uh, were handwritten, but were later um, printed um, to uh, to sell to the general public and to uh, to coordinate uh, prospective um, immigrants to Poyes. Um So so he essentially sort of starts up his like uh, timeshare offices. <laughs> what was he offering people to come listen to the sales pitch? Seventy five quid. 
Because <laughs> normally around here, they're like, listen, come listen to this time sale pitch or this timeshare pitch. We'll give you like a three day pass to Disney, which if you know Disney prices, dog, you're talking hundreds of dollars. I've done it. Me and one of my ex-girlfriends from way back, we did it. We went one time to a timeshare. We sat down and we listened to this guy's pitch. We said no. He goes, all right, I'll be right back. And you're in this big room. And the room has probably, you know, 15, 20 other tables of people at each table. And they're just trying to sell everybody. So you say no to the first guy. Bro, he goes back. He tags in his partner who comes oh, up. Oh, yeah. It's his a, partner yeah. tries to hit you. It's like getting a, it's like buying a car. You get, they, they're like, you they make you torture? wait too long. They, right, they, you deal with it. You, you grind it out, right? You say, and no, you get, good, thank you. you this guy, this guy walks out. Bro, he go, but he tags in like the fucking boss. Bro, th- this guy, he comes up, bro. He's like edged up. He's got this tight fit, you know, tight fit button up with the tie on, short sleeves. I'm like, bro, come on, dude. He's what can I get you to do? Nothing, man. I just want my Disney tickets. Yo, this man goes into his pocket and pulls them out. He goes, here you go, man. Thank you for your time today. I was like, holy shit. I just beat the boss. <laughs> you did. That was, that was the boss beat. You won. Six you beat timeshare. fucking hours. Six um, hours. Damn. So around, the, so around this time, uh, McGregor's actually come into uh, London at, at like a good time to start scamming. Uh, because now that like the Napoleonic Wars are over, um, interest rates on, on sort of like government-issued bonds are, are dropping to like low rates. Um, so the standard uh, rate on the London Stock Exchange for bonds was around 3% um, annually. Um, which is which is like a pretty low uh, rate of uh, rate of return. Um, so people in in London are looking for um, sort of riskier investments that have a higher rate of return. Let me guess. Let me. Yeah, guys, listen. I'll get you a thirty percent return. Well, <laughs> what 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 begins happening is is that because you know all of these um, these new countries are popping up in South America that you can invest in. Um, that um, for instance, bonds from Colombia, Peru, Chile. Um, and, and other um, like new nations in South America are offering as high as six percent uh, um, annual uh, return, which is like much higher. It's double what you know the the British bonds are offering. So then, let me guess. Realistically, uh, Gregor Conor McGregor comes in there and says, "I, I guarantee you, like a, an eleven percent return." Well, well, it just adds an air of legitimacy uh, as well to his investment because uh, initially his interest rates are, are around that. Um, are, are like around that um, that that level of return, but but it just seems more believable because you know it's like another South American country that's popped on. Gotcha. Um, so like the uh, the South American countries are kind of like the the dot com like bubble of of like the um, of, of like the eighteen twenties. Oh, where, where it's just like all these all these like sort of countries come in that you can invest in and it's like the new market and I guess people aren't really paying attention to you know exactly what they're investing in because you know it's like South America it's the new big thing because you got this dumbass who's like listen I got this place <laughs> well he begins he begins sort of like aggressively uh, selling uh, Poyes to the British people um, he gives interviews in national newspapers um, he hires uh, publicists to like uh, write advertisements and leaflets for Poyes. Um, and he also has ballads and um, and, and poems for, about Poyes uh, written and composed. It even has uh, ballads sung about Poyes on the streets of London, um, Edinburgh, and Glasgow. Um, his his proclamation that he wrote up is also distributed um, as as a handbill. Um, and in um, and in eighteen twenty two as well um, in in Edinburgh, London, uh, a three hundred and fifty five page guidebook 
um, for the quote unquote um, in, uh, settlers of uh, the mosquito shore of Puyas are are sort of produced. Okay. Um, it, it contains, you know, like sort of like a sketch of the mosquito shore, um, and and it also talks about um, it, it also talks about the camp of Captain Thomas Strangeway, aide de camp of the Kazik, um, but is actually written by uh, McGregor himself. Um, so, so he sort of writes under the pen name of this this captain. <laughs> this guy is so stupid. Go ahead. And, and what he, he what he laugh. what he mostly does is um, he uses like old um, like a lot of it's just sort of like old material that people had written up about the Mosquito Coast and other parts of the region, um, but it um, but it's also um, not accurate. So most of the guidebook is is misleading to like completely like like falsified. Yeah, once again, bullshit, stealing valor. Um, his his publicist described Poyes's climate as quote unquote remarkably healthy, agreeing admiral, um, admirably with the constitution of Europeans, um, and and he also claimed that it was a spa destination for sick colonists from the Caribbean. The air you breathe, this air, and it cures the oh. consumption. It cures all of it. The bloody rickets. This is the the OG passages of Malibu. (laughs) He, uh, yeah, he had a... This is it! They would... Are you suffering from consumption? Please, come to my healing spa. It only cost you 975 quid. He, uh... You can get Reiki there. We got brown people to take care of you. You don't got to lift they your have finger. The, uh, they, they have those Tesla buckets that you put under the bed that makes your bed into a bio bed. Um, he, uh, they would claim that the, uh, that, the, uh, that the soil in Poyais was so fertile that... Um, that men that, could impregnate it. Like, well, it that, so that, a farmer, that a farmer could get three harvests of uh, corn a year. It was so um, fertile that Elon Musk didn't even have to use in vitro fertilization on that soil. He just fucked it and made got corn. Him. Got him. Um, and that you could also grow uh, sugar and tobacco there without difficulty, uh, which which is like like pretty hard hard like like a pretty unbelievable thing because both sugar and tobacco are very like work intensive and hard on the soil. Yeah, they're very yeah. Tobacco crops require a lot of switch crops or whatever they're called, where you cycle it in and out. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, crop uh, rotation. Yeah, to keep it, yeah. keep the soil healthy. Oh, what is, uh, monocultures and uh, multicultures? Bicultures? Bicultures? Well, no, like a monoculture is just for your like like your dad's using, lawn, like, the, the same plant over and over again. <laughs> your dad's lawn, like, yeah. you know. Like your, I got it, that it Carolina have, green well, brush. Well, when I say the same plant over and over again, I mean the same genetic lineage of plant. Yeah, so the same tobacco over and over and over. Yeah, but it but it's like you could still use like the same species of tobacco. You just have to use a different strain because you're not mixing up the strains. Like if a like if a virus or something or, or some some sort of blight like goes through the crops, it'll just destroy them all because right. all the crops have no like sort of genetic uh, right. ability to like fight back. Right. Like the Great Famine. Um. <laughs> so the yeah and the uh the the like the profits um that were sort of projected in the materials um the forecast was around millions of dollars um in in sort of profit nine hundred dollar reduced to buy us bull he's so full of shit i love it they, I love how full of shit this guy is. they they claim that uh fish and game were also uh very plentiful there um that that you could also um every day you could you could hunt and fish enough to feed a whole family for a week 
what is this guy? Jesus Christ? <laughs> um, he, they, they claim <laughs> no, that the Palmer. Uh, they they claim that the natives there were also um, that that were not only uh, friendly um, to the British, but they were also themselves like like intensely pro-British. No um, bullshit. I refuse to believe that they sit there doing tea time. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the natives are sitting there like, oh, cheerio, chip, chip, chip. chip. All right, enough oh, with all tea. the fighting. We gotta drink tea. <laughs> The, uh, the the capital of Poyais, which was called uh, Saint Joseph, was said to be a flourishing seaside town of wide paved boulevards. Yeah, um, also an incredible uh, collegiate basketball team. Uh, colonnaded <laughs> buildings um, and mansions, and that it had as many as twenty thousand people living in it. God, I would love to see the faces of anybody that would hear that description, travel there, and just see the the muddy streets. Four huts in like shitty fucking wastewater river. That this I, wanna, I want to. I want you. I want you to remember that description. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, it, it said that Saint Joseph had a, a theater, an opera house, and a domed cathedral, um, and also a um, a, a bank of poies, uh, as well as the uh, the houses of parliament and a royal uh, palace. <laughs> oh um, he also he also referenced a quote unquote projected Hebrew colony. Uh, meaning that he was going to also possibly attract Jewish settlers. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it wouldn't immediately make some people turned off to be like, I'm not going there, considering the times. Um, it, it also, uh, they, they also sort of oversold the fact that, um, that, that sort of like there might have possibly been uh, gold as well um, in uh, Puyas. As long as they didn't say there was. If, as long as they say there was a possibility, I'm okay with that, because there's a possibility of gold anyway. But... Essentially, what happens is that because um, McGregor is is such like a good, good sort of like con man that he's made like enough official looking documents, um, and and he sort of put enough word about Poyace into the news um, it, that he, he's sort of att- uh, being able to attract people. Um, so he also had um, sort of like a a, a sketch uh, made, and he also had it uh, like printed in a very official looking, like leather bound. Um, like case his, his sort of description of the kingdom to also make it look very official yeah it's like when you were in third grade and you put your book report in a clear plastic binder it'll make it look official get the fuck out of here bro um, so the uh, you'll notice you'll notice the dragon on the trapper keeper <laughs> it's the seal of you know it's satisfaction inside here the, the seal of Poyace is that S <laughs> Guys, I'm say right now, you gotta start with six lines and then it just smooth sailing. <laughs> um the the land certificates were, were sold for um for two shillings and three pence an, an acre, which is about what? the which was <laughs> <You what? laughs> which, which was about the equivalent of a daily wage for a uh, for a working person. Um, and so it was seen as like an attractive investment because you know the cost of buying in on this land is is not that expensive. God, I want to live in this time. I want to live in the time. Well, okay, not for hygienic reasons because it would drive me insane. But like to live back then and be like, hey, we're f- still finding like new land. Like we're still finding new places to us, new to us. Obviously, there's still people that live there, and we're doing intense colonialism and imperialism fuck shit. However. I believe that it would just be a cool time to be around where people are like, hey, um, we found this new island, 10 shillings gets you a house and like six acres on it if you want it. Let's ride. I think it would be cool. Well they're, well, they're not even promising a house. It's just the land. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, there's I'm sure there's other places who are like, yeah, we'll give you the house, we'll, we'll give you some livestock to get um, started with, just give us some money. But eventually, the the demand is high enough that he's able to raise it to two shillings and sixpence um, in July of 1822. Um, but then gradually, he he raises it ultimately to four shillings per acre. Uh, without like sales diminishing, um, so uh, by McGregor's own account, um, he about 500 people have bought uh, Poesian land by early 1823. How much did you say the price was per acre? Um, it eventually gets up to uh, four shillings. What was the original price that you started with? It was like two, uh, shillings? two shillings and uh, three pence. Okay. Um. A lot of the a lot of the buyers who they're buying into this, much like you know cryptocurrency today, like they're investing their life savings in this. Oh God, it makes me nauseous. Um, uh, to to uh, 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 he's generally considered by financial analysts in the 21st century as being the uh, the the founding father of securities fraud. The Bernie Madoff. Did I do that right? Bernie Madoff did securities fraud, or did he do Ponzi scheme? He did a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, he did a Ponzi scheme. Isn't that still securities fraud? I, I think securities were involved in it, but but McGregor is just he's he's just like he's just buying he's taking money for the securities. He's not paying out the investments, which is what a Ponzi scheme is. A Ponzi scheme is where you initially say you're going to have a high rate of return, and then as more people buy into your scheme, you use the new money to, to sort of pay out to the people that have already paid in to sort of keep it going. Right. Yeah, the pyramid scheme. But, but, Classic but, pyramid scheme. But but I don't think uh, McGregor even um, no, a pyramid like really, scheme really pays out. The Bass Pro Shops and yeah. uh, <laughs> in Memphis. In Memphis, Vegas. Yeah. Or Memphis. Memphis, yeah. <laughs> you think it's Vegas, but it's not. <laughs> He also uh, McGregor. Um, he he also um, as he's sort of like uh, selling these land certificates. He also begins organizing, uh, sort of having a Poesian government loan on the London Stock Exchange. What? That's like the official exchange. Yeah, right? like yeah, that's, that's like time that, that's like the main stock exchange in uh, Great Britain. That's um, not something you want to be clowning with. So, <laughs> okay. So before this, he registers that 1820 land grant at the uh, the court of the Chancery on October 14th, 1822. What is the court of Chancery? That that's like the um, that that's sort of like the uh, like the court of the like the financial guy, like the like the exchequer and stuff like that. So it's like financial court. Well, it's it's not actually like a court court. It's because as you know, it's like the it's like the the British. It's sort of like their like the group. Uh, yeah, like I don't really have a good equivalent for it within the American system, but it, but it's sort of like the financial people within the kingdom. Okay, like the the like the OG finance guys that, that claim to know what they're doing. Yeah, um, so he he sort of registers it there, and um, the bank of uh, Sir John Pairing Shaw and Barber and Co., which is a London bank that was that was that had a good reputation, um, underwrote him a, a two hundred thousand pound loan. Um, uh, secured on quote unquote all the revenues of the government of Poyais, um, including the sale of land and other provisional c- certificates or script for the Poyasian bonds on October 23rd. So uh, they gave him 200,000 pounds saying, hey, this is backed on the fact of all your land and all your shit down in Poyais. They're, they're sort of giving him an investment and they're expecting a return. 
but they're giving him an investment specifically on the strength of the land of Poyais. Well, well, strictly on the the original, like actual, like land that he was given by the king. Remember that okay, the, so, the king with so the Mosquito Coast. So yeah. not his bullshit land. Yeah, it is. Well, it is. Up. It is. It is bullshit land because he doesn't actually own it. But it's an official enough document that that shows that he does. You know. Okay. It, it's it's enough of a believable thing that he can just like because because remember the British are sort of uh, recognizing these these petty kings, um, so like it, that sort of carries weight to it. Right. Right. Um, he knows so what he's doing. Are, so these bonds are, are are given out in denominations of a hundred pounds, two hundred, uh, and five hundred, um, and they're also um, offered at a markdown purchase price of eighty percent. Here's my thing. How can you make your money back if you're just marking it down so fucking cheap? Well, that's what's the thing. He's just he's just getting money. Like like it's not about him getting the money back. It's just sort of like he's oh, offering. Sorry, yeah, I'm not I'm not thinking about this like a grifter. I'm thinking about this like legitimate he's, business person. He's, like, he's offering. You gotta back, think like a real criminal. Bro. He's he's like he's like well normally this bond would be a hundred pounds, but it's only twenty pounds because it's eighty percent off. So what does he, what does, give me a little foreshadowing. What the fuck does he think he's going to do when the bank is going to come knocking like, hey, buddy, you owe he us money. He doesn't plan that you've far. You've been selling these bonds for literally like a fucking well, tenth of what they're well, worth. What are well, you doing, bro? We'll, we'll see, but, I, but I'm sure his plan is eventually to like, you know, run to another country or whatever. Oh, my God. Because remember, you this is the 1800s. to the night. <laughs> <laughs> Gregor McGregor? No, 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 no. My name is Christopher McGregor. You got me. Yeah. You got me confused. Oh, you mean my cousin Gregor? Yeah, he's a scumbag. Nah, he's a yeah, he's a fucking grifter. Dude. We he's look a lot yet. alike, though. I could see how you do that. Anyway, I gotta go to Spain now. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> um, the the certificate this uh, the the bond certificates could also be acquired uh, for fifteen uh, percent down, and then the rest due over two installments paid. On uh, January seventeenth, eighteen twenty-three, and February fourteenth, eighteen twenty. I got a similar deal um, with Western Sky Financial, except it was <laughs> it was fifteen percent up front, and then ninety-eight percent over time. I, I was I was also watching daytime CWTV, and I saw <laughs> Western Sky's advertisement. Do you need your paycheck a week early so that you can pay us the rest of your salary for the year in a month? Yes. Do you want to see some incredibly offensive imagery, even if the company is potentially owned by Native American people? Oh my god! You like they literally have a guy with a feather, like like a feather headdress and a fucking eagle screaming in the background. I'm like, bro, even if you are a Native American owned casino, this is fucking flagrantly yeah, offensive. Yeah, it's a little bit on um, on the uh, nose. <laughs> but the um and and they were offered at the interest rate of six percent um annual return, which which remember I, I said was about the equivalent of the other uh, South American bonds that are being sold. So he's not going he's not going wild, okay. Yeah. Um he um he also deliberately targeted uh Scottish people because he felt that they would trust him more because he was Scottish himself. Also, real quick, real quick, um Poyes, okay. Uh if we go to Google Maps real quick, right? Let's say he had the land in Honduras, like I said, at the very eastern tip, that kind of where Nicaragua is, that the little nipple of the Honduras-Nicaragua coast, right? That's his land. How much does he actually have land-wise? Like, do we know acreage? How much acreage well, he owns? Well, because like, remember, 
Officially, zero. Well, well, <laughs> officially owns zero. Uh, by the by the by the king uh, by King George Frederick Augustus of the uh, Mosquito uh, Coast, he he owns uh, eight million acres around uh, twelve thousand five hundred square miles of territory. But again, like I, I don't said, believe the, you. But again, the, but again, the king of the Mosquito Coast doesn't actually like own anything. Like like he's just sort of a guy that that runs his like small. Um, sort sort of like community of people that the British are like, yeah, yeah, that's the guy that runs this area. You need to respect that. <laughs> wow. Okay. As as mostly as a scheme to just like fuck with the Spanish to just be like, yeah, you can't can't mess with that guy. He's the he's the king of that area and he has that territory. Oh no, God damn! And he's um, fucking with the British doing this. Like, so I, look, I I fully endorse fucking with the British. Fuck the British. Uh, on the 4th of July, I celebrated them taking a fat fucking L, because I'm not celebrating American independence this year. Sorry. Uh, but you're, at the time period, you're messing with the wrong people, bro. They're gonna fuck your shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, so part of, so part of the reason why he begins to actually, like, get people to emigrate there is it adds a level of, like, credence to his stories, because, you know, if he's selling bonds for a place, and, like, no one's actually going there, it makes it a little suspect. Yeah, but, that's but if he true. Has, like, but if he has people going there, it becomes less suspect. Um, it, so what happens is, is that, as as one of his uh, biographers, Sinclair, notes, um, it goes from just being what would have normally been an inspired, like, like hoax and scam, into a very, like, cruel and deadly one, um, because he's actually getting people to go to this area. Bro, okay, but all right now. So, is this area? I know that according to the sketches and the fucking descriptions of this place, it's like the Garden of Eden on Earth. However, um, is this place built up whatsoever? Can it sustain well, life? Well, that is that is debatable, and we'll we'll sort of get to that when we talk like about said, when the settlers. Let's not let's not right get now, ahead ourselves. Mud roads, just shitty shit water. Like, oh god, I can't wait. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, one of one of his um, sort of historians, uh, Tamar Frankel, uh, sort of guesses that that McGregor probably in some way like believed his own story and had actually hoped that the people he was sort of scamming to go in there would have been actually able to like make something of the land there that they could have actually you know like done something. Wow, and it wasn't just him like sending them to like essentially to their deaths wow um okay <laughs> um and wow. he had wow. he had chosen wow. <laughs> he had chosen uh scottish people as well because um he he told them that he believed that they had the necessary hardiness and character to develop a new country y'all great um, and he and he also referenced the the darien episode which i had mentioned beforehand which was that failed um scottish colony in, in what is today panama right um, also, I and this is the Scots taking an, a Central American country. They would just destroy the fucking cuisine. Oh god, and, Honduran and, food is so good too. Shit. And oh. he and he also um, he also sort of like alluded again to the fact that he was related to one of the people involved in the Darien episode. Okay, the king um, on the one side. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the heir of the throne. That's me, Uncle Jeff. I'm the heir to the goddamn Darien throne. <laughs> He's got like a, a like a scroll that he just like scribbled his name onto. Yep. See, see, see this? What's my name I right come there? next. See, <laughs> that's me. Hey, yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um. So he gets. Um. He he promises um artisans and tradesmen that they would have free uh, passage to Poyais. 
um, and that they would also get like uh, supplies and um, government contracts. Hey, if you know how to build houses, I'll give you a free passage to this place, by the way, guys. And if you know how to put down cobblestone roads, you also get free passage. Um, he, f- he, he gets about uh, seven ships worth of Scotsmen uh, to sign up, which are, which are uh, hundreds. There, there are some that are not Scottish, but the majority of the people who sign up are Scottish. Hundreds of people. Um, one of them includes uh, a man named. No, he uh, said Scots, uh, not people. He said. A guy named uh, Mauger, who was the uh, who was to become the head of the Bank of Puyas. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, doctors, civil servants, uh, young men um, whose uh, whose family ha- whose families had bought them commissions in the uh, the Puyasian military. So in the uh, the army and the who navy. Who did they give the money to, Gregor? <laughs> yeah, the, they, yeah, they had bought they had bought commissions. <laughs> that is that is amazing. That's amazing, right dude. <laughs> you know, normally and, uh, Scottish people, I, I just I just shit on them, but they're they're actually not stupid. Like they're they're very keen. No, I don't think you're gonna. Cool I mean, there's a reason that you know they still are pseudo independent up there. You know, they know what's going Coolest on. Coolest Scott ever. Coolest Scott ever. Uh, groundskeeper Willie, straight up. They're dig- well. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> Jack working, um, and and one of and one person as well is a is a cobbler who who had been uh, given the post as official shoemaker to the princess of Poyes. I love so cobblers. His wife. I follow some cobblers on TikTok. They're great. Well, yes, I, w- I would. I guess that would have been um, his his wife because he is the uh, he, he is like the uh, the he prince. is the prince, right? Yeah. Technically the king, because there's nobody that, that technically outranks him, but he's just too demure to accept the title of king. He just so the uh, uh, McGregor gives sort of leadership of the party to an ex-British army officer named Hector Hall, um, who had been... Philbo um, Baggins. Who had been commissioned into the Poyasian uh, 2nd Native Regiment of Foot uh, with the rank of what? Lieutenant Colonel. And, this guy really went in on this history, this fake ass country. And, history. and he had been he had he had been dubbed uh, Baron Tinto, um, and he had been given a a tract of land, a, a twelve thousand eight hundred acre um, area of land to be his estate. Twelve thousand acres. Yes. Oh my god! Holy shit! Imagine being this ballsy to promise this kind of shit to people, just knowing you don't have jack or shit. But you're promising these people, oh my god, I can't imagine this being this guy. Mm. Um, Hall, Hall would set sail with uh, 70 immigrants on a on a Honduran vessel, the the packet, um, which McGregor had, had sort of like become accustomed with while he was in South America. Oh my god. It's, it's, it's Firefest in the 1800s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's you're not, the 1800s you're not version off. of fucking Firefest. Fest. Where, where's fucking Jaw Rule? But what if it? <laughs> but what ja if it? Can we get yeah, Jaw's opinion on this, Jaw? <laughs> <laughs> this like son that, of a bitch murder. did it. Well, that's, <laughs> like where's <laughs> Billy? <laughs> Billy and Johnny to answer for these fucking crimes that were in the eighteen hundreds. Hello. Well, it might it might be fake, but what if it does work out? We'll be legend. Oh my god, <laughs> that's exactly no. You know what? You're right. Firefest was exactly the same thing that he was selling in Poulet. 
That's exactly what this is. Yeah, it's it Firefest. It, down to the shitty fucking wristbands. They probably hey, based money, Firefest. We'll give you the wristbands to buy everything for the whole weekend. They probably based the wristbands Firefest aren't worth on anything. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you get those, <laughs> those sweet open-face grilled cheese sandwiches that they were handing there's out. No, <laughs> there's no fucking internet, so your little wristband doesn't even work. Like, when that shit off. went down, the food that they were handing out, like that one picture of, like, the, the just bread with melted, yeah. melted cheese slices on it, I was like, bro, I used to make this in the afternoon after waking up hungover like this is not food that i expect to receive from from someone else you know <laughs> Gr- gregor gregor mcgregor was, was like... down there a month ago like on a jet ski <laughs> 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 this place is perfect perfect for the funniest shit ja rule or somebody was on fucking twitter and they were like comrade ja rule has found a way to imprison all like the rich bourgeois kids down there. Oh it's, my like, God. it's like all hail comrade ja <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they were like, can we go to Jaw, ladies and gentlemen? Jaw, Jaw rule. They, yo, not trying to be funny, but like they locked these kids in wow. the fucking airport, and they were like, pa- yeah. I mean, it is kind of funny, but they were the, passing out of like like heat stroke and shit. Which that's <laughs> like that's like not uncommon in like in like other like developing sort of airports, I should say. Because like I had friends that were in... this was on the Sandals Island. What do you yeah. mean developing? Res- <laughs> well, like not like a like a big airport, like from like a like a very like wealthy okay. area or whatever. Because okay. like I had friends in uh, in China where they flew, and they they had to like get off their plane, and they had to essentially like be at a shack off the runway, and it was, it was like that type of situation. Um, oh god! All right, so the OG Fire Fest. Here we go. So <laughs> before on the before, boats on the way. <laughs> but before they before they set off, he gives um, he gives Modger. Um, 5,000 uh, Bank of Poyais, uh dollar notes that have been printed by the Bank of Scotland's official printer. So these are like very legitimate looking um, like banknotes because they've been like professionally printed by an actual like money printer. But hmm. again, just because it looks pretty doesn't mean it's worth a goddamn, right? Just because yeah. it's dressed this way. Um, and they, oh they set off on September 10th, uh, 1822 with these notes. And these notes also further cement to the people going on the expedition um, that, that, you know, this is real. Because, you know, there's like, there, there's like real money. We've promised real things. Um, that, that, they're all, um, that they're all like really excited as well um, to exchange their, um, their, their gold um, and other currency for uh, Poyasian currency. Okay. Um, he wishes them all uh, luck, um, and that he and Hall exchange salutes as the um, as as the ship. Which I, I bespoke. It was not the packet from Honduras. It was the Honduras packet um, set sail, flying the uh, the green cross flag of Puyas. This is the name of the boat, the Honduras packet. Yeah. Okay. Um, a, a second ship, the uh, Kennersley Castle, um, which was a uh, a merchant ship uh, docked in uh, Leith. Uh, near Edinburgh um, was also hired by McGregor on October um, 1822, so about a month afterwards, um, and and it left on January 22nd, 1823, with about 200 immigrants on board. Um, he who's p- who's paying for these voyages? Well, well, McGregor's paying for the ships. Oh, is he <laughs> with the, with the money he's made from fleecing all these people? Okay, so he he again sees the settlers off. Um, he he sees that they're all like well well quartered. Um, and that he he announces that um, that that because like everybody on the ship, it's the first one that's saying sail from Scotland. That all women and children would sail free of charge. Because remember, the people are also paying for the ships, but he's the one chartering them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
and um and then he he rode back to shore um to the rousing cheers from the colonists because they're all happy because he just said like you know women and children are, are free yeah yeah um the the ship doesn't ca- fucking matter because whatever <laughs> um the the ship's captain um a a henry crouch um he he does a six gun uh broadside salute and hoists the uh the, the flag of Poyes and uh, steers the ship out of port. Never to be seen again. I'm out. I mean, wait. I mean, is it gonna be seen again? Well, um, we'll 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 talk about uh, what happens to. Them. Oh fuck, that's a no. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, Moving on. <laughs> he he also soon after this he tries to ingratiate himself to the Spanish because while he starts styling himself as a prince. Um, he he sort of tries to disassociate himself with uh, South American republicanism and, and sort of like to the uh, the still uh, monarchy, which Spain is still a monarchy today, um, to, to the <coughs> Spanish monarchy in order to like get them to also um, give him money. Um, but the Spanish don't really pay attention to him. Wait, wait, okay, run, okay, sorry, run that by me one more time. So he was, because of what was going on in South America and the fact that they were well, going to just hang him if he's caught. Well, well no, it's him. just that he's calling himself a prince now, and because okay. they don't have princes and republics, he's he's styling himself as like, a, as like a monarch, so he's trying to get in good with the Spanish, who are a monarchy, because they're uh, also a monarchy that's in South America, so he's like, oh yeah, I'm your, I'm your friend. Gotcha. Um, the, the bonds that he's selling for Poyes, um, they, they stay pretty set, um, steady, but they're sort of crippled by developments in the, uh, in the market, um, uh, during the, during a period from November to December of 1822. Oh, they're not crippled by the fact that they're fucking worthless. <laughs> um, and, and essentially what happens as well is that, um, nah. due to, due to all the, due to all the instability in South America, uh, the Colombian government sort of, sort of says, uh, that its London agent had exceeded its authority to, uh, um, to, to sort of take out money on their behalf, um, and that he had that he had actually arranged a, a two million pound loan that he shouldn't have. Whoops. Um, so what happens is is that this this London agent who took out this loan, um, he dies suddenly soon after this, um, which which possibly might have been um, from suicide, but this causes a um, a frantic like buying of. Uh, um, it, well, it stops uh, people from frantically buying South American securities to uh, to frantically selling them. Uh oh! And there goes the bottom of the market coming out right off from underneath them. Um, so most of his uh, most of his um, McGregor's cash flow just sort of dries up because all of the people who had been buying um, uh, Poesian script didn't make the payments due uh, that January. Um, so, so eventually, uh, the, the price of like, well, that's good because they don't know anything because it's not worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while the, the price of like Colombian bonds, um, stabilizes and, and rises again, um, the, the securities from Poise never recover. Um, and by late 1823, um, they're, they're being traded for less than 10% of their face value. Uh, which, Wait, who gives which, a fuck? That's what he was selling them for in the beginning. It was like fucking ninety percent. It's a fire sale. As soon as he started selling these shits. Yeah, but even though you buy them for like you're, you're buying them at like an eighty percent discount, they they still have the hundred pound discount or whatever. You mean like the hundred pound value? Yeah, the hundred pound value. Yes. Okay, but I mean the value of it doesn't fucking matter if you're selling it for like a, a tenth of what it's worth. Yeah, but if you're trading, that that's the uh, thing. You're not you're not buying. You're trading. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so the Honduras packet reaches uh, the area of the Black River um, in November of 1822. Um, so rather than finding uh, the city of St. Joseph, um, they, uh, they, they just find an empty coast where they set up camp on the shore, assuming that uh, author- authorities from uh, Puyas are going to like come to greet them. Oh man, guys! Um, I got bad news for you. They they send uh, they send uh, a couple search parties inland, um, and one of them, uh, uh, guided by uh, by local um, like natives, um, recognizes the name Saint Joseph um, and takes them to the foundation of like the former British colony, where where that's all that's really left are sort of like some foundations of buildings um, and a cemetery. Oh god damn! Wow, dire. They're gonna fuck him up if he shows um, up there. Paul, <laughs> All right, Paul, so now our boy Conor McGregor can't go to fucking Poyace, his little fake place now. Well, <laughs> well uh, Hall like quickly realizes that he's been fooled, um, and that he, but then he realizes as well that if he was to uh, let people know about this, it would cause, um, it, it would like demoralize everybody there and possibly cause like chaos. What the fuck do you mean if he says anything about it? They can see it with their own two eyes. They got that they're fucked. You don't have to tell these people when they like land on a beach and it's nothing but jungle and like a couple foundations and like stone brick cemeteries. I think they can see what's going on. Yeah, but he also has to like be on a ship with these people if they decide to leave for like months. Or I should say it's about a month or two months because they, they left in September. Um, so it, it's one of those situations where he's either like stuck with these people on shore or he's like stuck on a boat with them and they, they realize, you know, that everything's <laughs> done. And they also haven't like paid the captain to like take them back either. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what happens is, is that the, is that the Honduras packet is like off the coast. Um, and after a couple weeks, the Honduras packet just leaves because a bad storm comes in. And so the immigrants find themselves um, uh, alone on the um, in the area that they're that they've sort of stopped in at the mouth of the Black River, with only the local natives around and two um, and and two like um, hermits that are that are sort of like uh, Americans. And one conch shell that they pass between one another to delineate who has a right to speak at any given time. <laughs> Fuck y'all! Y'all never read Lord of the Flies? I get it. They're gonna eat piggy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, if what I'm picturing in my mind is anywhere close to correct, somebody is going to get eaten pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it's a real Camp crusty situation because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because because Hull, Hull sort of like assures the settlers that, the, that they would be found by the Poesian government, and he sets off for a cape, uh, uh, or I should say Capo uh, Gracias Adios, um, to uh, make uh, to sort of make contact with uh, the the king of the Mosquito Coast, um, or to find another ship to like take them back. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, but mostly, uh, most of the the settlers are in denial, um, and that they they sort of like begin to uh, rationalize that the blame lies elsewhere, and that that's possibly they're, been a misunderstanding. Bro, they're not in denial. Okay, they're in the real. Yeah, Coco denial's right a river now. in Egypt. Yeah, they're in the they're in the river the Rio Coco, which demarcates Honduras and Nicaragua. They're not in denial, which is which is not prime real estate. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you mean the Rio Coco by Cabo Gracias a Dios is not great real estate? <laughs> Just off the coast of Isla San Pio? No, 
you don't say. Um, but when the second set, uh, the what second are you, group a of colonists, travel agent now, like, <laughs> I, listen, I I love just clicking around Google Earth. I really do. Ah, uh, okay, that's uh tracks. Um, so the second group of uh, settlers arrive in March of eighteen twenty. Have you ever found any plies while uh, clicking around Google Earth? Because I I got a lot of money invested in these things, and I can't find them anywhere. It's funny if you actually zoom into the place on Google Earth where uh, the Mosquito Coast is. There's a marker. Uh, that somebody has put Scam down Island. Jackie. It, for, well, no, no, it's it's on the mainland, but it's for Jackie's Place. J-A-C-K-Y apostrophe S. Jackie's Place. Right. Coffee shop. Right. It's got 2.8 stars, four reviews, but it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, and the picture of the place is some kid on a beach. A <laughs> 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 fishing pole. I went to Jackie's Place while I was there, and this kid was really mean to me. Two-point stars. Oh, it's, fa- it's fantastic. Um, like, so, <laughs> this kid was a piece so of shit. <laughs> It was lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd make me coffee. It took 45 minutes. I think he ran home and used a Keurig. Um, so Hall returns to the group in April, um, and he gives them, like, bad news. He's not able to find a ship that'll take them back. Um, and also, as well, um, he finds out that uh, that King uh, Augustus um, is, is not even aware of, like, who they are or, or like, why they're there or anything like that. <laughs> and, King, and King Augustus is Honduras. <laughs> Um, and the uh, and the Carmine the says like, Carmine says great things about you, Paulie. Rest in peace, Tony and the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carmine doesn't and know who you are. <laughs> King King Augustus is Honduras king. No, he's the king of the Mosquito Coast. Remember, he's oh, okay, like the, okay. the he's like Coast king. Okay. he's like the uh, the chief that they call a king. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so the uh, the Kettersley Castle though has sailed away, so so they're stuck there. They said deuces. Um, the. <laughs> The the immigrants though had brought um they had brought a lot of provisions with them, including like medicine. Um and they had two doctors. Um so they're not in a totally helpless situation. Um but um but nobody else um uh, appointed by McGregor to be like a, a leader such as like a military officer or government officials or civil servants, um, they don't make any serious attempts to organize the party and like get them to like do anything constructive. Okay. Um, Hall would again return to um, to Cape uh, Gracias uh, Adios um, uh, several times to get help, um, but did not explain um, did not explain to to the other settlers why he was why he was gone so often. Um, so so this sort of angers the other settlers because they're 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 confused and they they think he's like possibly like doing something against them, um, and he also refuses to pay the wages that they were uh, promised. Um, on their their contracts with the Pelagian government, stiffen them, just straight stiff. Um, the old as Trump way, <laughs> as as we enter into the the rainy season, though, uh, the camps become infested with insects, um, and malaria and yellow fever begin to uh, take hold. Rut row. Um, so so the immigrants are now are in in like complete despair, um, and and one of them, uh, James uh, Hasty, a, um, a a Sawyer. Who had brought his wife and three children with uh, with him on the Sawyer. on the trip had uh, had wrote um, it seemed to be the will of providence that every circumstance should combine to our destruction. Um, the the would be uh, oh it's Rush. God's fault. Yeah, it's providence. It's God. it's God's, plan. God's plan. God's plan. God's so plan. So if you guys go on the Cabo Gracias Adios, if you look it up on Google Earth and you click on the marker that, that is for Cabo Gracias Adios. 
if you go down, like, there's a bunch of pictures, and the place actually looks really pretty, like, on the water side. But there's one specifically where... <laughs> oh, it's pretty. It's so pretty. Listen, there's one, this guy's wearing a t-shirt for Paul Patrick Electric, and he's got a, a, a goddamn Panama City area code on it. <laughs> I'm so tempted to call these people and be like, hey, you know a guy in Honduras is wearing your shirt on Google Earth pictures? <laughs> Sweet. Um, the uh, the guy that was going to be the royal shoemaker, um, he shoots himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> he's got he's locked in though. He's got a guaranteed job. Yeah, but you know what? People have problems, dude. Be kind. Post F in the chat. F's. <laughs> uh, eventually, what happens is is that a um, a ship from uh, British Honduras. Um, the Mexican Eagle um, uh, sort of arrives um, there carrying the uh, chief magistrate of Belize, um, a Marshal Bennett, um, to the um, which which first goes to the uh, the court of the Mosquito King and discovers the settlers um, in early May 1823. Tell me that doesn't sound like mm. some uh, like oddball like classical piece. The Court of the Mosquito King, played by <laughs> the Philadelphia Harmonic. <laughs> So King Crimson's early work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of, yeah, exactly. King Crimson's um, greatest work, The Court of the Mosquito King. By by the time they um by the time they arrive, um seven men and three children had died. Um and, and many people within the party are are very ill. Um so uh Bennett just informs them of the obvious that, you know, Poes does not exist and that he had never heard of um of you know McGregor as the Kazik or, or anything like that, um, he he essentially tells them that they need to return with him to British Honduras, um, as they will probably die if they stayed where they were. Um, the majority of the people prefer to wait for Hall to come back um, and hopefully give them uh, good news about passage back to Britain. Right, so they stay with John Oates. Um, but um, what happens is is that about uh, half a week later. <laughs> Um, Hall returns with the Mosquito King, and he tells them all that uh, McGregor's sort of land grant has been revoked. Um, he says, "Hey guys, we got duped." <laughs> he says he had never granted McGregor the title of uh, Kazik or Kazake, um, and he said that he had not given him the right to sell land or raise loans against it, um, and that the that the immigrants themselves were actually um, in his territory illegally, and that they would have to leave unless they pledged allegiance to him. Hey guys, uh, listen, I don't want to be the one to break this to y'all, but you're all a bunch of fucking illegal aliens, and, uh, I'm gonna need you to get the fuck off my property. <laughs> you can either, you can either pledge undying loyalty to me, or you Look, can there's leave. no easy way to go about this, but you, uh, <laughs> we're dumb. But, we're by dumb. By the way, you guys, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. <laughs> y'all listen to him, I don't know why he just tried to walk over here and say his... No. It's no. just like y'all you, need to get the fuck out of my you, property. <laughs> you dumbasses. I just sold him bad land grants for free rum and jewelry. <laughs> Bro, I gave him access to a shack on the beach. I didn't give him shit else. <laughs> um, so all of the settlers except for 40 who are unable to actually like leave due to sickness um, leave. Um, they go on the Mexican Eagle um, and, and it takes about three trips to bring everybody um, over to British Honduras, um, and um, they're they're like in a pretty bad um, 
they're in pretty bad shape when they also reach uh, Belize, um, and they have to be um, carried from the ship, many of them. Oh, fuck, dude. That's horrible. Um, so, uh, the conditions in, uh, in uh, British Honduras are even worse than um, the conditions they were in before in terms of weather. So, like, the, the people at um, where, where they're taken aren't really able to uh, to help them very well. Because remember, this is still the early 1800s. Yeah. Um, so the diseases that they've caught spread amongst all the settlers, and most of them die. This is not even, like, a new thing. Like, it, we, we find out every time people are trying to settle and colonize new areas, like, huge just swaths of people get wiped out, be it indigenous or be it colonists. Like, they just get wiped out by disease, be it from, you know, the new land or being just sick because they're cramped on a fucking boat. God damn, that's shitty. And then people still do it. I mean, hats off, bravery, but <laughs> um, no. <laughs> the, the superintendent of the colony, uh, Major General Edward Codd, um, he opens an official investigation into the matter to quote-unquote lay open the true situation of the imaginary state of Pouillet and the unfortunate immigrants. Um, and he sends word to Great Britain of, of what sort of happened to the settlers. Wow. So he knows now it's bullshit. He said it right there, his imaginary state of Pouillet. Right? By, by the time that the warning reaches London, uh, McGregor had five more uh, ships on their way uh, to Pouillet, um, but the Royal Navy is able to intercept them. Yeah, they finally did something worth a day. Hey, okay. pull over, pull over. You're all, well, you're and, and all. I need you to pull your frigate over. You're all, pull your frigate <laughs> over. You're driving on the right you're side. You're all of the road dumb. You're Go right home, <laughs> all of you. Turn your boat around. You need to be, you need to be sailing <laughs> on the left side of the ocean. You're on the right, first and foremost. You Give fucking left side. blew it. What kind of muppet <laughs> actually believes Gregor McGregor is telling <laughs> the truth? I'm just imagining the uh, the actor who plays uh, Steed Steed Bonnet on our. our I am. Stuff, I've been thinking that Gregor McGregor <laughs> was Steed Bonnet the entire time. This like that. That's who I'm picturing. You know, come on, guys. I've got a whole kingship and an island. Let's go. <laughs> have to have a library on a ship. That shows. Good. Um, that shows good. Which which is actually true. He did have a library on his on his ship. Steve Bonnet. Yeah, Steve I, know, I, yeah. I looked I into it. It was really interesting, actually. Wait, wait, wait. Steve Bonnet had a library on his ship. Yeah, he had an actual library because he was the he was the quote unquote gentleman pirate. Yeah, he was the gentleman pirate. But I mean, a, a library on your ship is I feel like a bad move. No, well, well, yeah. Everybody was like, "What? What the fuck is?" That? You know what's always interesting to me though? It was like, it was like the like, eb- it was- when you look it up. When you look up those pirates, they're like. Uh, these guys like trolled the coasts of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're just that's like where, that's where Steed Bonnet uh, died. I think was yeah. in North Carolina. I think and he um, had a big fucking heart. I think Blackbeard did too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Blackbeard died yeah, in most, the Carolinas. Most of them died, which is amazing because when you think pirates, for some reason, for me anyway, I think England. So I think like I they're think Caribbean. Yeah, I think like they're not here, right? And then it's like no, they're they're in, they're in North Carolina. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. <laughs> Also, pirate flags are supposed to be scary, and I'm sure they were back in the 1800s seeing these things get raised. But, I mean, like, now I'm looking at a fucking heart emoji next to a, a shitty drawn skull that is clearly smiling. And it's like, come on, man, that's not scary. Come on. Dad. Yeah. You raise that flag to me, I'm gonna, you're, you're going to kill me because I'm not going to be able to fight back and be dying laughing. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, you're serious? <laughs> Let me laugh harder. <laughs> oh, stop stabbing me. <laughs> hey, um, uh, a vessel that was not uh, stopped by the British, the, the Skeen. Which had um, which had left from Scotland uh, with about 105 immigrants arrived at the Black River, um, but on seeing sort of like the abandoned colony, the um, 
the the captain uh, sailed sailed on to Belize, where he had the uh, passengers disembark there. What's that? Um, it's a skein from Scotland. And then the uh, fourth ship to reach there was actually um, a ship called the Albion, um, which uh, which arrived in in Belize in November of eighteen twenty three. But it was only carrying um, like provisions. Uh, which were all sold locally at auction after arriving. Right, like provisions, oh, like young. Swiss cheese, gabagool. Yeah. Um, the the colonists that did survive, uh, they eventually the settled in the the United States, uh, remained in British Honduras, um, or or um, or sailed home um, aboard a a British vessel that left Belize on August first, eighteen twenty three. So did the British eventually kind of, like, take pity on these people and be like, fine, we will give you a ride back to fucking England. Don't do this again, you dumb pieces of shit. Do not believe these idiots. Yeah, I'm they sure. Or just like, nah, you're fucked. You gotta pay us. I'm sure back. they gave them, like, a courtesy trip and, like, steerage or whatever. Yeah, but... you gotta ride in the poop hold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so of the, of the uh, 250 that had sailed on the Honduras packet and Kennersley Castle... Um, at least 180 we know died. Oof. Mm. Wow. Um, McGregor, though, he leaves London uh, shortly before a, a group of uh, Pue survivors arrives home on October 12th, 1823. Like you do. Um, he told um, he told uh, Richardson that he was taking uh, uh, Josefa um, to Italy um, for her health, um, but he in fact went to Paris. Son of a bitch. Um, soon after this, the London press uh, begins reporting extensively on the scandal um, over the uh, following weeks and months, um, sort of like painting a very lurid picture of the colonists' travails um, and charging that McGregor had uh, orchestrated a massive fraud, which all which was true. Lurid travails. Um, so six of the survivors, including Hasty, um, who had lost two of his children uh, during the whole ordeal, um, claim that they were uh, misquoted in these articles. On October 22nd, uh, signed an affidavit insisting that the blame lay not with McGregor, but with Hall and the other members of the immigrant party. What? I'm sorry. That guy was good. Um, Holy shit, what a fucking toady. Oh, he said, uh, to quote, We believe that Sir Mc- uh, Gregor McGregor has been worse used by Colonel Hall and his other agents than was ever a man before. Um, and that, had they um, had they have done their duty by Sir Gregor and by us, things would have turned out very differently at Poyes. This has to be like the great-great-great-grandfather of the guy that whose kids died at fucking Sandy Hook and he was still like, not nah, fake, it's false flag. Like, this, this has to be the same guy. Or at least family. Alex Jones said it wasn't real, so it's not real. Yeah, he's the, he's the dad from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Um, oh, they, was it Marjorie Stoneman Douglas? Okay. Or, well, no, there, there was, I think there was one at both, but he was the, he was like the pro gun dad. And, and he was like, he was recently on a show and they had to like, even on like conservative media, they had to like censor him because he just yeah, like, ran. This is a false flag. My kid's alive well, somewhere well, no, in a bunker. Well, no, what he, what he said, he said the problem was, was that there's gay teachers and that's why these shootings Of course happened. he did. Yeah. Because that's the kind of crazy shit you say when your kid just died because of your hobby. Partially. I saw an InfoWars sticker on like the back of a stop sign here in town, and I just got viscerally upset. I was like, "God, I fucking hate these people around here." Uh. Um, so, so McGregor he he sort of asserts that he himself has been scammed and, and defrauded, 
um, it alleges what? like embezzlement and all these other things. Uh, and he claimed that uh, that quote unquote covetous merchants in British Honduras uh, were deliberately undermining him. Um, because he because he claimed that the development of Pues would undermine their profits. Mm. Um, Richardson also attempts to sort of like console the the survivors, um, and he denied in the press that the the country did not exist. And he also used uh, libel writs against uh, some British newspapers on McGregor's behalf. Ah, threatening to sue over libel, the, uh, the you know page one of the playbook of an innocent man. Uh, when McGregor arrives in Paris. <laughs> Um, it's the first he, thing you do if you're innocent. You threaten to sue everybody for libel. He, when he arrives in Paris, he persuades the uh, company de la uh, Nouvelle uh, Nustre, a, a sort of like a trading firm um, that, that wished to gain uh, prominence in South America, uh, to seek investors and settlers for Poyais in France. Oh, Jesus. So he's going international with this bullshit now. Okay. The, um, remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember the French cut your head off in France, okay? England, man, yeah, so they, you know, they do it, but the French are known for it. So this, I said England is not the country you want to be fucking with. I really mean that. You don't want to fuck with France. Um, so he, he, he also um, goes back to trying to petition the Spanish. Um, and in November of 1823, he writes a letter um, proposing to make uh, Pues the Spanish protectorate. Um, and four months after that, in 1824. Um, he offers to lead a Spanish campaign to reconquer Guatemala uh, using Poyes as a base to launch the invasion. Um, Spain I- ignored all of this. This has to be like fucking drill. Debate me, you coward. It's, <laughs> ignore him. He's fucking crazy. Just leave him alone. He'll go away. Just, we're not dealing with him. No, goodbye. Um, he, he also, and in, in sort of what's described by historian uh, Matthew Brown as one of his greatest moments of hubris, um, in a letter to the King of Spain, uh, McGregor claims himself to be a dependent uh, or a descendant of the ancient kings of Scotland. Well, he's definitely a dependent on someone, some king. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The Mosquito King. <laughs> You'll have to talk to Dad about my taxes. Um, <laughs> at, around, around this time as well, uh, McGregor has his third and final child, uh, Constantino, um, at their at their home on the uh, Champs Elysees in London, in Paris. Champs Elysees. I only know how to pronounce it because of no effects. They have a song called Champs-Élysées. My friend Julie uh, wrote a paper about it in high school because she took French and she was obsessed with it. Um, so, uh, another... Uh, it goes like this. Richardson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a, a, friend of, a friend of Richardson's, uh, Gustavus uh, Butler um, Hipsley, um, he he sort of buys into the. Did you get all? Did you get all the names there, bud? Did you get them all out? Because it sounds like you, maybe there was one more. <laughs> no, he's just the three. <laughs> Good lord. Um, he he enters into McGregor's employ in March of 1825. Um, and he also goes into uh, attacking the press for attacking uh, McGregor. Um, but with Hipsley's help. Uh, McGregor is able to negotiate with the uh, uh, Nouvelle uh, Nustri company um, that they would sell um, that they would sell the French company up to 500,000 acres of land, um, about 781 square miles, um, employees uh, for its own settlement scheme. Mm, this is okay. That's spicy, though. That's spicy. Okay. But this way as well. Um, as, as noted by some of his historians such as Sinclair, that 
this this sort of um, sort of takes guilt away from him because if they send settlers there and the same thing happens to them, it's not on him. It's on the company he sold the the land that doesn't exist to. Yeah, but the company's going to then turn around and go after him for selling the company all that shit. Yeah, but it but it's still like in in like for him personally. It, it sort of like absolves him of guilt while still getting him money, like like no, in the it public doesn't. eye. It just makes him late. It just does not absolve him of guilt. What's not to us, but to his not to us, but to his contemporaries and and legally speaking to the people who like settle it. Yeah, your standard of guilt is based on like a modern criminal justice system. <laughs> My standard of guilt is that he sold this shit to a company that then sold it to people. The people have right to be pissed but to go back. You to don't have to explain say, this, but cut your head off. Yeah, but that company absolutely is going to go back to motherfucking Gregor but, McGregor and be like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> but um, we have a problem." But but here's sort of like a, a nod to like to France hey, being bro. like a better to, to France having a better setup system than the British, um, because. Um, McGregor begins building up his sort of like idea of like he, he creates a new uh, Poesian constitution in August of 1825, um, describing it as a republic. Um, while he said that he would he was still the head of state um, with the title of Kazik, um, and he would also raise a 300,000 uh, pound loan uh, through the Thomas um, Jenkins and Company, which was a um, sort of like an obscure uh, London bank offering a 2.5 percent uh, interest rate. Damn, that went down from six. Um, he didn't actually. Uh, there's no evidence that he issued any bonds, um, and that he was able to uh, condense down his original um, sketch of uh, of uh, the Mosquito Coast, which remember, which was his document that he used to like lure in um, settlers and, and investors into a 40 page booklet called "Some Account of the Poise Country." He's got a picture. Of a of a fake landscape that's drawn with fucking Crayola markers on a fucking back of a brown paper bag from a but, supermarket. Look, guys, it's totally real. But what happens is is that when the when the French company uh, uh, readies the ship the the Le Havre um, to take people to Poyais, um, thirty of the the passengers who have signed on um, they they obtain passports or attempt to obtain passports to travel to Poyais. Okay. Um, so when they when they um, when they begin requesting these passports, the French government becomes suspicious uh, because it, it's a country they've never heard of, um, and they order that the company keep the ship in port. <laughs> What's the name of the country again? Fuhufugats. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, sure. So what happens? Can you imagine is, being like the low-paid guy sitting at the desk, and you got all these people coming? Hey, listen, I want passage to Fuhufugats. <laughs> Pierre, stamp what? that. All right. What? Sure. What the fuck is this? No problem. Have you heard? Of this place? Hey, Pierre, have you heard of this place? Fugu forgot. No, I don't know this place. We. Oui. Um. <laughs> C'est bon. No. C'est bon. Um. So, because the the uh, the would be uh, colonists are also become concerned that they're they're the victims of fraud, uh, so they complain to the police, which lead to um, Hipsley and um, McGregor's uh, secretary in London, uh, Thomas Irving, to be arrested on September fourth, eighteen twenty five. Um, French are not fucking around, boy. The, Get them. <laughs> the the ship never sets sail, and the colonists uh, gradually just just sort of disperse, saving their own lives in the process, not even realizing it. Well, more than likely saving their own lives. Um, McGregor goes into hiding in the um, in provincial France, um, and um, and Lahubi, the uh, the head of the uh, the French company he was dealing with, he flees to the southern Netherlands. Um, 
So Hipsley and Irving are informed on September 6th that they're being investigated for uh, conspiracy to defraud and sell titles to land they don't own, which both insist that they're innocent of. Okay. Um, they're, they're taken to uh, LaForce Prison, um, and McGregor is arrested after three months and brought to LaForce on December They don't know 7th, who LaForce is. They don't know who LaForce is. He's the greatest kill. mall security guard in history. I already he's got him two kills. <laughs> So while he um, while he's in prison, he sort of keeps on uh, scamming and lying to his men that are under him, claiming you know that this is all due to uh, a change of policy um, in in France or due to some Spanish intrigue uh, to undermine um, the nation of Poyes. I just everybody needs to send me ten pounds for my re-election campaign so we can defeat the dirty Democrat. What? <laughs> um. So eventually, what happens is that they are they are imprisoned without trial until the uh, French are able uh, to get Lahubi um, from uh, the Netherlands to get him extradited, um, and so while he's in prison, um, he attempts to uh, to reassociate himself in place with uh, the Republican movement um, in Latin America, and he issues a French language declaration from prison um, uh, on January tenth, eighteen twenty six, claiming. Um, contrary to humans right held prisoner for reasons of which he is not aware and suffering as one of the founders of independence in the new world. Um, this, this also, um, is used, uh, with an attempt to convince the French that he has diplomatic immunity, um, that, that doesn't work. And the French government and police, um, ignore all of his like announcements and attempts. Hmm. <laughs> um, so the three the three British nationals are uh, brought to trial on April sixth, eighteen twenty six. Lahubi, who is uh, still um, hiding out in the Netherlands, who, is tried he? in in absentia. Lahubi, <laughs> what? Um, and so, because of the uh, the the prosecution um, of of Lahubi is because um, he's not there. Um, it, it seriously hampers uh, the case um, because many of the key documents that they would have in order to try the men for the uh, for the scheme and conspiracy look, look, are, are with Lahubi and the Netherlands. Then why did they even go to trial? Lahubi was the case that they gave me, and what? <laughs> <laughs> why did they even take him to court and go to trial if he's got everything they need to convict him? God, Europeans can really be dumb sometimes. Why, why I think, it, I think like, it's in like the they infinite pursuit of justice. God, they can do some dumb shit. Why, why I think it was they had to bring him to trial because they had been arrested. I, I think he's it was in absentia. He's not there. You don't have to bring him to trial right there. Well, well the no, fuck? he's part of the case. They don't have a case without him because he's the he's like one of the main guys. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to like railroad him into doing this right now if he is the case and you don't have him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they have the three British guys and they have to bring them to trial. Mm-hmm. They can't just they just can't keep him in prison indefinitely. I don't think under fuck French. Him. Why law. not? <laughs> Why not? Fuck him. <laughs> the um, British fuck him. Yeah, so, Steve. So the, if Brittany Griner, Bobby Sands. Steve, if Brittany Griner didn't want to be in jail, Sands and then ask if I care about it, how long the British people. Steve, if Brittany okay? Griner didn't want to be in jail, she wouldn't have brought weed into the country. See, yeah, I'm you know, fucking and, scream right now hearing that. Drives me crazy. Um, so the the prosecutor uh, alleges the obvious, you know, that this is a a complex conspiracy between the three. Um, to to sell pro, uh, fraudulent um, land concessions and, and loans in order to uh, make money, uh, McGregor's lawyer is a Frenchman named uh, uh, Merrill who 
um, who asserted that that anything that untoward that had occurred, um, and that the um, and that that everything uh, bad that that happened should be um, should be put on Wahoobie. I can see the prosecutor sitting there looking like fucking Charlie from Always Sunny in front of the whiteboard with all like the little red strings and shit, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> He's like, "So what evidence do you have to that proves all this?" <sighs> I ain't got shit. I'm not gonna lie. I got nothing. Uh, gods <laughs> might be real. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I got nothing, guys. So what happens is is that they they sort of put all the blame on Lahubi, who is who's not there, but what's and they claim. Luhubi, the the French guy. <laughs> Would you fucking ignore him, please? Yeah, don't 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 feed me. What are you doing? <laughs> Do not give him a mo- a minute of, <laughs> of attention. Uh, so, because he's not there, and they put all the blame on him and claim that he had defrauded them, um, that the that the the prosecutor conceded that there was insufficient evidence to prove his case, um, and um, he he complimented McGregor. Um, for uh, cooperating with the investigation uh, fairly and openly, and withdrew the charges. Yeah, because what else is McGregor going to do? Try to double, triple, and quadruple down? Um, so, so what eventually happens is that all three of the defendants are released um, with a quote-unquote a full and perfect acquittal, um, and um, that that Hipsley uh, would write about. Um, but several days later, the the French authorities were able to succeed in having uh, Lahubi extradited. And the three men learned that they would have to stand trial again. <laughs> on Double Jeopardy, boy. Double Jeopardy will on, get you. On May 20th uh, of that year, uh, the, the case was postponed uh, when the prosecutor announced that he was not ready. Um, this delay... Now. Now he's not ready. Are you... Fucking... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this, this gave uh, McGregor um, and uh, Merrill Hood time to prepare a, a elaborate... Um, fictional 5,000-word statement purporting to describe um, McGregor's background, his activities in the Americas, and his total innocence um, of any endeavor to defraud people. He's, like, at home <coughs> on his typewriter, like, just voraciously typing. Well, it's it's not even that. He's just furiously, like, he's gone through, like, four quills at this time. <laughs> four quills. We're gonna need another bird. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, he just shows up to court with some shit he made the night before. The, the ink's still wet. He's like, "See, see, I told you, I'm a prince. God damn it. I'm a kazik. I'm a goddamn sultan. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm the sultan of Poirier. <laughs> uh, I'm the imam of Poirier. <laughs> like, bitch, what? <laughs> you're who? <laughs> you're you're a Muslim leader of a, of a country that doesn't exist in Central America. Yeah, that's right. On, you heard me. <laughs> did I stutter? <laughs> on uh, on July tenth, eighteen twenty six, um, uh, uh, Merrill who would actually uh, be uh, not as uh, McGregor's defense counsel, um, but as a witness uh, for the prosecution, um, having been called as such for his uh, links with the uh, the Nouveau uh, News Street Company. Um, he uh, Merrill who in- entrusted McGregor's defense uh, to a colleague of his named uh, Burville. Um, who read the 5,000-word submission in full before the court. Um, it said, uh, Maitre uh, Merohu is the author of the, ad- uh, of the address the court had, had heard, and Maitre uh, Burville, as the actor who had read the script, had done their work extremely well, Sinclair wrote. 
Uh, Do we know how many times he rolled his eyes when he was reading these 5,000 words of bullshit? <laughs> McGregor's just, like, nodding, pointing to himself. Did, 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 was, there, was there, like, a sketch artist that was there, like, <laughs> you know, as he was redoing the fucking jerk-off motion? <laughs> the slow jerk. Um, so, Lahubi was convicted of making false representations regarding the sale of shares and was sentenced to 13 months imprisonment. Um, oh. But McGregor was found not guilty on all charges... Get the uh, fuck out of here. Um, and the uh, and the uh, the imputations against Hipsley and Irving were stricken from the record. Wow, my man. <sighs> uh, so by this time, the the anger over the uh, and and sort of the news, uh, like the media storm around uh, Poyas has sort of died down. So McGregor returned with his family to London. Okay. Like his mom um, came to pick him up, or. <laughs> but also, I'm surprised he still has the balls to go back to London, but, even though the like, the, the you know the excitement's died down around Poirier and all that shit, and you, it's still having the balls so, to go back there. So essentially, what happens is is, is what still happens today is that the the three hundred thousand pound loan that that had been issued to Poirier by the Tom and uh, Thomas Jenkins and Company Bank, um, some new investors had subscribed to the loan, like they had sort of come into possession of the. The, to receive the paybacks for it, they have bought the debt, um, and because there's a serious downturn on, um, they they um, they expect to get some money back, um, and so they they believe the assertion that that the previous loans had defaulted only because of embezzlement by his agents, um, so expected to get this money back. Uh, McGregor is arrested soon after his arrival in Britain, and he's held at um, at at Tothill Fields. Uh, Bridwell um, in Westminster for about a week before being released without charge. Even their jails sound hoity-toity. The Tortue Fields, Broadwell. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here we have ADX Florence. Like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> um, he would he would again try to do a variation of the Poyet scheme, uh, describing himself as the uh, uh, the cacique of the Republic of Poyet, um, and he would open a new. Um, a new office at 23 uh, Threadneedle Street um, in London, but would make none of the uh, the old like diplomatic claims of the uh, of like that the embassy and the legation and all that. Okay. Um, so he he would persuade uh, Thomas Jenkins and Company to act as brokers for him again uh, for an 800,000 pound loan um, issued on 20 year bonds at a three percent interest rate in mid 1827. Uh, but these bonds that were issued at, at higher values of 250 pounds, 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds uh, were, were not popular. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> um, an anonymous handbill was also circulating in the city of London at the time, describing uh, sort of like the, the previous uh, uh, Poyace uh, scandal um, and exhorting readers to uh, take care of your pockets, another Poyace humbug. Um so, uh, because they're not selling, McGregor passes most of the unsold certificates to a, a consortium of, of speculators for a small sum. Um, and that um, a lot of this uh, as well um, it had, had been hurt not just by the pamphlets, but also the fact that, like, securities, um, like, because of due to pass, like, securities fraud and them not delivering, um, that people were not as apt to invest in securities at that time. I mean, this guy 
just didn't give up. He just kept fucking around. This guy is, like, incredible, his drive to fleece. He's like, what's that kid's name? Uh, Jacob Wall. He's like Jacob Wall. Yeah, time. yeah, the, the, the fake uh, fake police officer guy or whatever. Bro, he doesn't well, no, he's, double he's down. The, he's he triple, the, quadruples, and septuples down when he gets caught. Well, he's, he's, he's not a he's not a fake police officer. He's a um. He's the kid. Well, he was he was originally he was under eighteen and he was selling securities. That's he what it for is. Life. Yeah, yeah. He was banned for life from selling them. Fraud. Yep. And and now he just has like all these like like schemes. Like he's got all these like like we like Project Veritas style stuff. That's even like sadder than Project Veritas. Like, oh, like he's going to prison, isn't he? Like he got sentenced to prison, didn't he? I don't think he got sent to prison. They had to go around and they had to personally call everybody and apologize that they called, I think, was their punishment. (laughs) No fucking way. Look, I'm real sorry. Well, they had, they had you, called they, people and told them, like, not to vote or something like that. that or, like, they to go to, made a fucking accusations against the acting director of the FBI when Robert Mueller was in charge of the FBI or whatever his well, role I don't, was. Well, I don't know they, about that. Like, I haven't been following that. But the thing that they got, that they actually went to court over was, the, like, the voter fraud related thing. And since it was just, like, them calling people and telling them. Okay. That the, that the, the judge said they had to call like like three thousand people or whatever personally and tell them like they were sorry and back when the Mueller report was a big thing they made this huge hoax about how Robert Mueller sexually assaulted somebody and how his words should basically mean dick in the court of public opinion and they didn't get in trouble like straight slandering the the head of the fucking FBI or whatever he was and and nothing happened I'm like how. How fucking how deep does your white privilege go, dude? Holy shit! Um, but it was it was sort of it was sort of said by uh, Sinclair, one of the historians, um, that uh, quote unquote nobody thought to question the legitimacy of Poyase itself. Um, and he further elaborated: um, some investors had begun to understand that they were being fleeced, but almost none realized how comprehensively. So, in a lot of ways, it's it's almost like you know, like crypto. So they thought they might like, have like a. A way to get out of it, but then when they examined it, it, it was yeah. pretty tight. No, it, not even crypto. Well, it's, NFTs. It, well, it's what's well, also like the thing with like NFTs and like like stable coins and stuff like that, where people know that it's that it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme, and even if they don't admit it openly, they kind of know at a level. But their idea is that they think in their heads that I'm going to buy into this, but if I get out of it at the right time, I'll make a I profit. Make yeah. yeah. They don't. They don't actually expect like Bitcoin to make like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Their idea is, well, when Bitcoin goes up, what I've what I've what I've I made my investment out. higher, I'll get out, and then I'll be the one that gets money. But the problem is, like with a lot of schemes like that and, and scams, is is that you really can't get out. Correct, because uh, last time this happened and shit shot up, uh, shout out to GameStop, uh, I was actually watching it at work. I didn't own any GameStop stock at the time, but I was so pissed off because like six months before I was looking at it like $4 a share. But uh, yeah, if you tried to sell your GameStop, if you tried to sell your Dogecoin, when Dogecoin started taking off, like Robinhood straight shut it down. Like no trade. Well, that's uh-uh, that's not. because of how Robinhood works. Like, yeah, because of how Robin Hood works, well, but with the massive amount of people well, I would, that were trying I to would, cash out at the same time, was fucking the market yeah. up, and everybody was like, "Yo, you have to stop this for a second. Well, I would, I would say the better, the better example that, that's more closer to this is like the crypto exchanges, where people say like, "Well, if I cash in my crypto tomorrow, I'll have like a million dollars." No, you won't. But 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 the problem is, is that you can't cash out. 
because it takes weeks. Yeah, it right? takes it takes weeks, and then too, like if it's a certain amount like that that they that they don't have, which is most likely, or, or some other thing, they just come up with excuses why you can't. Yeah, they're like, no, you just got to hold on to it for a little while longer, and it's like, no, I want my money. This, and then all of a sudden, the crypto bros come and like find a way to reintroduce regulation. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> this needs to be regulated. I don't. I want my money. They said they'd have my money. I want it's my your money. money. Regulations over this Use shit. Use it when you need it. Um, well, maybe called JG Wentworth. Wentcoin. In in <laughs> in eighteen twenty eight, uh, McGregor began selling certificates for quote unquote land employees proper um, at about five shillings per acre. Again, but what happens is is <laughs> but what happens is in 1830, um, George Frederick Augustus is succeeded by his brother uh, King Robert Charles Frederick, um, which which has happened in in 1824. Um, he he began issuing uh, certificates um, to companies in London for lumber rights for the areas that um, McGregor was selling land for. Incredible. Um, Incredible. So, uh, original investors they begin demanding their their long overdue interest, which McGregor uh, um, doesn't could o- have. <laughs> could, could only pay by issuing them more certificates. Let um, me give you more fake uh, uh, Poyer bucks. <laughs> and and on top of this, two other uh, con artists begin making uh, Poyasian offices in London, um, offering uh, land sales. Yeah. Um. So in eighteen thirty four, McGregor, uh, while back in Scotland and living in Edinburgh. Um, he he paid some um, unredeemed um, securities by issuing yet another uh, series of uh, uh, Poesian, uh land certificates. Oh my fucking god! Um, At this point, po- uh, the, the, the goddamn country has to be the size of the United States with how much land he's just giving people. He's like fucking Oprah with land and Poyes. You get land. You get land. Everybody gets land. Um, he keeps trying to build on the legend, like sort of like his own version of Poyes, like f- further like. Like modifying government documents, um, and by 1837, though, that's the last uh, record of any time of him selling land in Puyis. Fucking fine. It's just all dried up. Christ. I mean, he's he sold all. He the... finally reached the bottom of that well. <laughs> he sold all the land in Puyis. <laughs> um. So in on May 4th, 1838, um, Josefa uh, dies um, at uh, a Berm, uh, head by um, Edinburgh. And soon after this, McGregor uh, leaves for Venezuela, um, where he settles in the in Caracas in October 1838, applies for um, citizenship and the restoration of his former rank in the Venezuelan army. I thought he was um, uh, banned from Venezuela. With, the, with I back would say this is a and, ballsy move for somebody who's going to be murdered if he comes back there. He's like, I want to come back, be a citizen, and I want to be a general again, you assholes. Pay me. Back well, think, pay, too. That's ballsy. Well, I think Bolivar's dead by this point. Still, he was. I mean, does that just like totally just wipe the slate clean? Because the guy who yeah, Bolvar. Well, Bolvar has been dead for like eight years by this point. So but again, does that wipe his slate clean? What was it was? I don't think Bolvar had it on the books. It's like the eighteen hundreds. Bolvar just told him like essentially, if I see you around here, you're, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> if, you get, if you show your ass around here, that's gonna be a hanging. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hanging. <laughs> Um, and so he, um, he, he essentially, uh, argued that, um, that, 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 you know, he had done a lot to help the country and that Bolivar had, um, had essentially, uh, deported him. Um, and he, 
he keeps trying to um, try to do this, um, and he described it as quote unquote forced to remain outside the republic by causes and obstacles out of my control, uh, while losing his wife, uh, two children, and the quote unquote best years of my life and all my fortune. Yo, on God, I was busting caps for Venezuela, like for real, for real. Y'all gotta let me back up in this piece, man. Fr, fr. Ha- <laughs> but but what happens is is that the defense no cap. minister. Uh, no cap, I was I was riding for Venezuela out in them streets, dog. But, but what happens is, is that the defense minister, uh, Rafael uh, Urdaneta, is a um, he was a um, he had served alongside McGregor um, at the campaign uh, of Oxcais in 1816. So he asks the the Venezuelan Senate um, to look upon his uh, to to sort of like give him uh, to let him come in. Um, as he had, quote-unquote, enlisted in our ranks from the very start of the War of Independence and ran the same risks as all the patriots of that disastrous time, meriting promotions and respect because of his excellent personal conduct. He also described McGregor's contributions have been, quote-unquote, heroic with immeasurable, uh, with immense results. Who the fuck is this guy? And what kind of well, warped well, wormhole is he looking at? Well, at we'll remember McGregor, this is McGregor. this is the campaign that made him famous. This was the like the good one. Yeah, but they totally ignore everything else. Well, well, yeah, because this guy's like, well, yeah, he's my friend, and he like he helped like save my life, so I, I'm gonna put in a good word for him to get citizenship. Um, Bro, I'm gonna put a good word in for you, but I swear to God, if you start selling that Poirier shit down here, I'm gonna fuck you up myself. And the um, and the uh, president uh, Jose Antonio uh, Paez, um, he, himself another former revolutionary, approves the application on March 1839. Jose Paez. Jose, Is that what you said his name was Jose, Jose Paez. No, Paez. Oh my god, I thought you said his name was Jose or, Paez. Or Paez. As an accent mark over the A. I'm like, Jose Baez is the guy who defended Casey Anthony. How the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was Javier Baez. Or is that a baseball I thought player? It was Jose- that might be a baseball player. Javier Baez. Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Javier Baez. Is- um, he sounds like he's a baseball player with like a big, stupid mustache. He, just a manly, he, doesn't, bushy he doesn't. He's got like a... He's got like one of those little, like, little beards. It's just like on yeah, his he's chin got that kind the, of thing. He's he's uh, got that. He's spinach. got a. Uh, he's El Majo, man. The ma- the mage, the magician. He has, he has those. He has those pointed um, sideburns. And he was on the Mets short, last year. He was hair. good, but there was no way we were keeping him. So, mm. um, so he's able to gain Venezuelan citizenship, um, and he's also given a pension for his rank as a divisional general in the Venezuelan army, which gives which gives a pension of about one third of what his salary was. D- stealing valor to the day he dies. Boy. Well, remember what? he actually did fight, so it's not like he he's he lying. stole valor to get to the position that he was in to be able to fight. The dude is a loot box lord through and through. Um, he settles in the capital and uh, of uh, of Caracas, um, and he becomes a like sort of a respected member of the local community. Uh, Caracas in Pakistan, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was they they just went there on Miss Marvel, um, and um. And uh, McGregor dies on December 4th, 1845 in Caracas, uh, buried with full military honors at the at the Caracas Cathedral with uh, President Carlos uh, Sobliete um, and, and cabinet uh, with along with the cabinet ministers and the military chiefs of Venezuela uh, marching behind his coffin. What did he die of? I'm just old age. I think, I think it was wet butt. Like that was a that was a big thing back then. <laughs> if you had wet butt, you were gonna die. 
Oh. Yeah, nowadays you get a shot for it, wet butt gets cured real quick, but back then it was a serious yeah. disease. Qu- quick shot, a little Rosefin in the butt, you're good. <laughs> just take two way. words and just put them together, and all of a sudden it's a disease from back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take an, take an, take an adjective or an adverb and put it he, before a noun. <laughs> he was 59 when he uh, died, so that's that's not bad. I had the Topsy Cups. Topsy yeah. Cups. It was in my knees. <laughs> 59 in 18 fucking, what, 40-something? That's like being 130. It's like Methuselah. He, he um, did good. Yeah, he did good. In his, in his, um, in his obituaries in, in Caracas, um, he's referred to as... Um, as being remembered for his retreat from um, to uh, Barcelona, um, which was described as heroic and triumphant, um, and they described him as a valiant champion of independence. Hey, when he retreated like a little bitch, valiant and heroic. Uh, um. Well, no, this was this was the one where they had to like it was like Dunkirk. I know, I know. I know. He's still a fucking he's just he's just good at retreating. Artist, so. It was his it was his yeah. best skill. Um, that was his thing. That was his mo. He ran away really. The, good. the historian uh, Sinclair notes that he did not mention. There was no mention of Amelia Island, uh, Portobello, or uh, Rio de la Hacha, um, and there was also no reference to the uh, Poyet scandal. Oh, I wonder why. Huh? Strange um, that the the area of Honduras that that where uh, Poyet um, was located or are claimed to be located um, is still undeveloped to this day. As noticeable on Google Maps or Google Earth, um, and at the um, and at the uh, MacGregor uh, graveyard near uh, Loch uh, Katrine in Scotland, uh, the clan memorial stones make no mention of Gregor MacGregor or the country of Poyais. <gasps> His clan's graveyard doesn't mention him. Yeah. Oof. Oof. I mean, at least That's have a like a small oof. little like baby stone that just says, "Yeah, this guy was part of our shit." Like a little he was really bad at hey, being a fucking asshole. <laughs> we knew him. He technically was part of our clan, but we were He was so bad that he was good enough to be on our clan. Nah. Not once, even like an after. You gotta respect once, the game. Once dude. the weens were against him, it was over. <laughs> they turned the weens against us. <laughs> you say the he, the McGregor's graveyard is it is it Lock Latrine? Like Katrine. Take it. Changed it. Gra- we changed Katrine. it to right. Latrine. <laughs> yeah, used to be Sorry, shit house. Lock, Lock, Latr- Lock Latrine is where they're gonna bury Mitch McConnell. Oh, at least wow. that's what it's gonna be known as as soon as he if dies. There's any hope. <laughs> All right, and that's the tale of Conor McGregor of the Clan McGregor Gregor. Gregor Conor McGregor. That was fun. I like the. I like guys. I like Goody. Bye. <laughs>